with you. No. No. I'll go away with you. <laughs> I heard the Adam Sandler skit far before I ever saw it. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't sure of what that was about or that that right. was a referencing anything. It's still funny, though. It, it was. Yeah. It was weird. No. Like, what is this? Right. It still made me laugh. All right, and then, Mom, we're going to go get ice cream. <laughs> no! We're all going to laugh at you! And then, like, years and years and years and years and years later, whenever I actually uh, saw Carrie, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's that Adam Sandler thing. It's like you with a lot of Weird Al songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard the parody first. <laughs> Much later, heard the actual yeah. thing. Welcome, Welcome, listeners, to this week's installment of Dead and Lovely, the greatest podcast in all the known multiverse here with the hosts, with the most, why, it's me, Uncle Ben. And it's me, Steven Spratling, the snake person. Ooh, you have, people with S's have snake names. That's true. <laughs> Me, Hollywood Steve, straight out of the Hollywood Hills. How you been doing this week, Steve? Well, I've been living that Hollywood life. Oh man, you've been doing doing brunch. Yeah, been man. I've been brunching. I've been talking to your agents. Driving down Kawanga. Kawanga. Uh, yeah, taking taking a ride on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. You know how they do. Going to Los Feliz. I think there's there's um they do stuff like. Is that where they have the cronuts? <laughs> they did. I thought yeah, so. That was like yeah. six years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cronuts. You've been doing yeah. those. Maybe a, a poke bowl. Everybody, everybody's snorting cronuts. Yeah. Having a poke bowl. <laughs> and a side bowl. How mm. you been enjoying all that wonderful, wonderful rain we've been having for Jesus like 10 years Christ. now? Yeah. It's still, I still started to build raining. an arc and I realized, boy, this is a stupid thing. Anybody who believes this really happened is a moron. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. could not happen. Because once I got my dog on, I was like, there, I'm not bringing an animal that might mess with my dog on here. Yeah, so. you're not bringing two of nothing on there. So either Noah was just like a, a pure psychopath who was like, I don't give a shit. Gazelles next to the lions. Yeah. Or it didn't happen. Oh, it might be that. Yeah, it probably might be that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about sick and tired of this rain. I think it's God, like it's finally so getting much. to it's me. It's ridiculous. You know, usually I get the real bad, like, seasonal affective thing. You get that sad. I get that sad. Mm-hmm. And I've held it off decently this year, but I think, like, over the past day or two, it's finally gotten to me where I'm yeah. just like, I just feel like I need to have, like, a coffee IV. You know, like on like a pole that I just walk around with all day. I have felt no energy. very low energy the past few days. Too. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been kind of I don't rough. know, man. It's just been gray and gloomy. and. Mm-hmm. But it was like 60 degrees for a couple of days. Yeah. Had some and warm rain. And it was like, rain. oh, this is going to be nice. Yeah. But it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because it rained the whole time. It rained the whole time. <laughs> and there was severe flooding and all that wonderfulness. Oh, man. I know, dude. So many of the roads and stuff around here are straight dude, up underwater. Fun. Yeah. Oh, my god and like there's so many potholes now yeah the interstate looks like a damn minefield yeah yeah talking local with steven big <laughs> hey now let's talk about this blackface scandal at university of tennessee oh my god yeah <laughs> not good no i graduated from there guys i don't like being associated with that bullshit so Wait, please stop that's actually a thing yeah what happened i didn't hear about this some kids being stupid kids putting on blackface thinking that they're somehow edgy and Jesus funny. Jesus Christ. We, who has ever laughed at blackface? 
Right. Who? Yeah. Like when Ter- is it terrible, ever horrible been people? Funny? Probably, I guess. And when now? Like now at this point, when yeah. everybody gets in shit for blackface, and then you put it on and you get in shit, and you're like, oh, "I was a joke, dude." Right. You damn well know better. You know what's supposed to happen now, right? God, We're all man. supposed to be like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit. Stop being a piece of shit." And you're supposed to stop being a piece of shit, but probably won't. Man, I think that this day will forever go down in history as the day the 90s died. Woke up this morning <laughs> to the news that fucking Luke Keith Perry. Flint of The Prodigy uh-huh. apparently killed himself. Yeah, and then Luke Perry, dude. Yeah. That thing about Keith Flint, that really, really sucks, man. The Prodigy, yeah. uh, as I mentioned before, The Prodigy and like the Chemical Brothers mm-hmm. are what got me into electronic music, man. Yeah. You know, probably now that I think about it, namely driving around with... Did you ever play Wipeout or Wipeout XL for PlayStation? Yes. Do you remember how back in the day you could put the game in your CD player and listen to the soundtrack? Yes. So the soundtrack of both of those games was all like awesome electronic stuff that I had never heard before, including the Prodigy and Chemical Brothers and a bunch of other Breathe bands. Pressure. Yeah, dude. Come play my game all this And then of course I saw the music videos and stuff, yeah. and I was like, "This is the craziest shit ever." It was. Those videos were weird. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. super weird. I mean, they just said that it's a suicide. I don't know anything about why or anything like that. But he was wow. only like forty-nine, I guess. Yeah, Luke Perry was only fifty-two. He had apparently he a died stroke, stroke or something. Yeah. Holy shit! That is way too young to be having a stroke, dude. <sighs> Yeah, you think that. But people have strokes, man. I be stroking. Yeah, people be stroking. People be stroking, man. Yeah. Clarence Carter, oh shit. Yeah. It happens. Man, it happens to young folks. It can happen. Uh, it's crazy. I can't imagine at 52. Yeah. Because he, he still looked young. Yeah, yeah. You know? can't imagine that happening. I'm sure his family's devastated. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Too bad, man. A rough day for the 90s, I would yep. say. Definitely so. You been watching anything good this week? Steve? Well, uh, on the... <laughs> you sent me a text. Yeah. Talking about a movie that I had already watched the trailer for because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what is this? Because mm-hmm. I saw Jackie from... What we do in the, the shadows. shadows. Yeah, dude. And it's a little movie called The Break Upperers. You watched it. You said it was great. So I turned it on. And it is. It's yeah. hilarious. Nice Kiwi comedy. It's weird. It's I fun. I think it was produced by Taiko Waititi. Yeah, produced by Taiko Waititi. Jermaine Clement's in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like for just a second. Yeah. like That, was, that was him, though. Yeah. I wondered. I meant to go back and mm-hmm. check. Because he's just there for a second. And the part is fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's basically just like a movie. What is it? Is it on Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a, a yeah, New Zealand kind of comedy about these chicks that have this service where they help people break up. Uh huh. You know, from relationships they can't get out yes. of or whatever. And it hilarity ensues, obviously. Yeah, I would kind of say that it's somewhere in between like a Christopher Guest meets uh-huh. any New Zealand comedy meets right. like some Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. A little bit of Napoleon Dynamite it's like, in there. It's like some sort of rom-com where the, the people who like like break up and get back together yeah. are just friends. Yeah. It's like a friend-com. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the teenage guy that falls in love with the one chick. Oh, man. Who's just such an idiot. He's a killed absolute me. idiot. He's so funny. Yeah. The fact that he calls, like I guess, bottled beverages RTDs, uh-huh. ready to drinks. Ready to drinks. That has now permanently entered my, my vocabulary. <laughs> he goes, oh, shit, I've spilled my RTD. <laughs> <laughs> he's in that car with his girlfriend and his mom. And he's like, 
Oh, I just realized I've been inside both vaginas in this car. <laughs> cool. <laughs> God. Like the first, I think the first like 30 minutes of that movie, it's like I couldn't even oh, yeah, like eat hilarious. my dinner. I was laughing so just much. so funny, yeah. And it gets like kind of real towards the oh, middle. Yeah. A yeah, little, gets, a little it's bit. It's got a heart to it. But it just makes it all the funnier when at the end of the movie, it uh, gets really funny again. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I recommend it. Break up the break upper ers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely watch that on mm. the Netflix. I like to, I like to pour ourselves an RTD out here. All right, now man. That we mentioned that. Let's we got it ready to drink. A, we got a, we got an RTD right here from the Atwater Brewing Company. This is their vanilla Java Porter. This was uh, sent to us by our main man, Tim. Right? Tim. Yeah. It has been a very uh, fan beer rich couple of months. Yeah, it's great on the show. Thank you guys so much who have sent us beers to try. You guys know we enjoy ourselves a good quality RTD, especially something that we can't get. Yeah, here in Tennessee. Yeah, it's a real shame that we can't get most of these beers around here because we've had some real good That's stuff. Some great stuff. I yeah. think I've actually had this one before while okay. like on tour in Michigan. Oh, okay, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, vanilla. Ooh, smells great. Java porter. Uh-huh. I've been kind of craving some darker beers and stuff lately. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think we've had a number of really good ones in the past yeah, we few weeks, and it's yeah. it's it's got me thinking about them a lot. They're great. I'm kind of wondering if I'm like at the at that point, kind of like I got with you know ales and lagers and stuff, where I'm just kind of like I kind of want to try something other than IPAs. I wonder oh. if I'm getting there. Is that awesome? Oh, that's great. Yeah? Yeah, it's got exactly what you want. Vanilla and coffee. It looks like root beer in yeah. a glass. It does. It looks like root beer. It's bubbly. It's yeah. got a little bit of it's got a, a light head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly like root beer in a glass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It smells fantastic. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the cold weather and stuff like that. I'm Maybe you want myself. a thicker beer. Something thick and mm-hmm. dark. Let's Man, find that out is about good. That. Oh, yeah, I'll dude. do it for you. That is fantastic. Oh, it's got some creaminess to mm-hmm. it, too. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's up there. It's got to get up to get down. Yeah. You know? And I, had a, I had a couple of those the other night. So good. Those are great. So good. Yeah, this is good. really good. Wow. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Um, I also watched Ant-Man and the Wasp again. My wife hadn't seen it, and it's yeah. streaming on Netflix. That's a good movie. So I it's need, a fun uh, movie. I still need to see it. I haven't watched it. We were actually going to watch it the other night, and that's when we watched The Break Uppers. Mm, okay. Just kind of on a whim. Kate was like, well, we could watch that, or I've been wanting to watch this. Yeah. And she, she put it on. I watched like 30 seconds, and I was like, sold. Put it yeah. on. You know? But I still need to watch Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, you sure. do. You especially do before you watch the uh, Avengers Endgame. Right. It's, right, right. It's, it's a necessary watch. But it, um, man, it's fun. Emily had a good time in watching it. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. Like, uh, it just like the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have the same heist feel to it. Okay, but it has a lot of the same sort of humor and everything. You still have his buddies that now have a security agency. Awesome, cool, uh, and they're funny. That was yeah. part of the part of the best part of the first. Yeah, one, is the friend cast and stuff. And you get Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, really? In She's in there. She is in there. She plays Janet Van Dyne. Awesome. The original Wasp, who in the comic books is absolutely amazing. One of my favorite characters. And like, I get why they skipped Hank Pym and Janet because mm-hmm. there was some, there's some issues there with spousal abuse and stuff. And you, okay, all right. You, you want people to have fun at these movies? <laughs> yeah, typically. <laughs> so you don't want anybody thinking about spousal abuse. But yeah, um, 
she she shows up as Janet Van Dyne and she's awesome. So killer. Yeah, check it out. We watched Thor Ragnarok the other day. Oh yeah. So I guess we apparently you and I have just been on the same wavelength as yeah. far as watching this, <laughs> this Kiwi stuff. stuff and Marvel movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were we were in the kitchen all day on Sunday making making a meatball and a marinara. Yeah, it was Kate's dad's birthday and. Oh, man, uh, I made asabuco the other day for the first time. I never even had asabuco. It's great. I'll talk oh, wait, about wait. it a little bit. I think I have had asabuco. Uh, it's like a pork shank or something, right? Uh, yeah, well, I made it with beef, but yeah. yeah. It's a shank with the bone in, yeah. Dang. Good stuff. I had Go it ahead. one time at a fancy restaurant. It was good. Yeah. So we always do like a big like spaghetti dinner for him. Uh-huh. So we were in the kitchen just making these meatballs and stuff all morning, which I really enjoy making the meatballs. Yeah, ball. me too. It's, it's, a, it's a relaxing thing. And for some reason, like, how do you figure out... like? You do it, and you just get to this point where you know exactly how much to pinch off. Like the more you do it, uh-huh. you're just making them like almost like mindless, and then you look at them; they all look the same. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You know, I actually go one step towards cheating and use like a like a oh, melon a melon baller mm-hmm. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's the best way to do it. You want them to be the same size. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And the thing that I like so much about doing a big old batch of meatballs too is you make them, and then you can just put them in a ziploc and freeze them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then anytime you want meatballs. You I just, wanted a meatball. I wanted a meatball. Mm-hmm. All you do is you just put them in your, you know, spaghetti sauce or whatever right. while Let it's heating thaw. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just thaw it out right there, ready yeah. to go. There's a, that's a, a ready to eat meatball, an uh-huh. RTE. So as we were doing that, we just wanted to have something on that we'd seen before. It's been a while since I watched the uh, Ragnarok. It's still a fucking blast. Yeah, and it's, it's so fun. The I love completely, that completely obvious auto tune on Hulk's voice still drives me absolutely insane i think it was actually like worse than i remember because i forgot that it was there i made a post about this on facebook the other day i was like i can't be the only one that this bothers right apparently it bugs a lot of people oh yeah i can't hear it dude i don't know what the fucking deal with it is i wish that i couldn't hear it It sounds like it sounds like t-pain did hulk's voice it's got this stepped auto-tune thing to it. it drives me crazy you know t-pain can sing yeah oh t-pain is actually have you heard him play piano yeah He's a badass. A, a Not buddy only of mine. is he a good musician, he also seems to be a really cool dude. But like, oh yeah. So he was doing auto tune, like he was playing the auto tune like an instrument, well, more like a with vo- his voice, like a vocoder, like yeah. um, Imogen Heap, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's really cool. He actually is apparently cool as shit. My buddy Landon yeah. is his like touring guitar player, uh-huh. and says it's just the most fun, and he yeah. has a great time. And T Pain's actually very talented. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. cool. So yeah, Thor was definitely good. Watched Wayne's World the other night. Awesome! It's still the fucking best. Uh, it's a movie I saw in the theater as a kid. No shit. Yeah, as a, a real little kid. My mom used to just take us on Saturdays and let us go watch whatever. And that was before they ever ID'd you for anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just two little kids. I'll see Wayne's World. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. I don't give a shit. It's still. You want to pack a so cigarette? Fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Get you a smoke in there, kid. <laughs> It's still so good, man. Yeah, it's great. That is just a great put it on anytime, watch it or don't watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, just have it on or stay focused and watch the whole thing yeah. intently. You'll have yourself a great time either way. Yeah. The sequel is also great. It's good. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's still really good, man. I think yeah. they're both on Prime right now, oh, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Cool. Which I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to say. Prime destroys Netflix in terms of movies. They got so much great shit. And they got new stuff. They got old stuff. Their horror movie selection is amazing. It's vast. I think it rivals Shudder. Yeah. Like, you could go on Amazon Prime and find something you have never even heard of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of great, great 80s stuff. Uh Uh-huh. It's the kind of thing where I know a lot of people that have 
a Prime account and don't even use Prime Video. Yeah, you know, that's weird. Or like Prime Music. Prime Music kind of yeah. sucks, but like you should you should be using Prime Video. Yeah. If you have it, there's tons of stuff on there that's free. Check out the marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, Kate just watched that. She said it was really, really yeah. good. Made by, um, gosh, I can't remember her name. Yeah. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the creator of Gilmore Girls yeah. created it, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, so Prime kind of crushes it. If you got that that membership, definitely go in there and browse them horror movies. And also, too, you know, on like the 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 devices and stuff you can never of course just look at a whole mo- a whole list of all the horror movies yeah which annoys the fuck out of me, me about too. every streaming it's platform ridiculous. just show me the a to z list yeah i just want to know what you have you uh-huh. know uh so a lot of times whenever i'm on there i'll find a movie and then there's also like uh customers also watched right and that'll lead you onto a whole nother thread of like stuff that you haven't yeah. seen pop up and stuff so yeah definitely worth checking out on there man i really wish there was because uh, <clears throat> If you have a Roku, you can search just on the Roku, and it'll yeah. search all the apps. But yeah. it does, like some of the it's apps aren't indexed, etc. Et like, I really wish there was just one service you could go to. Yep. Like, I want to watch this movie. How can I do it? I'll pay you to do it. Yeah. It's like when we had it when we did Candyman. Uh, oh yeah. Just last month, like, pain in there's the nowhere to find. You can't find it. You yeah. just have to get it on physical copy. That's what I did. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it really, really is, man. It's crazy. Well, you know, Steve, the subject of our show today is going to be one curry. Yeah. We're talking about curry. Curry. I love curry. And you know what? It's one of my most beloved high school movies Mm. of all time. I thought we were talking about the dish. Curry. Yeah. Spicy curry. A spicy curry. She's a flaming hot curry. (laughs) So, <laughs> oh man, there's got to be a hipster place out there that serves curry that could call it Carrie Curry, or maybe like a pig's blood curry. Pigs, oh, oh <laughs> god. <laughs> so I say before we start getting into our review ski of this move ski, mm-hmm. I just want to slide ever so gently and carefully on into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace, and I want to sit here and dish with you about my top three shower scenes that have ever been in movies. Okay, number one is going to be Starship Troopers. Right. Great shower scene in that. Uh Lots of boobs and butts. Boobs and butts. Men and women. You love that. Number two on there, I'm going to have a Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, that one was good. Highly unrealistic. Yep, just uh, like, here's some boobs. Soaping them up. Yep. Just lots of soap in that. (laughs) And my all-time on my list is going to be American History X. Ooh. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Okay, actually, instead of that, because that was kind of that, that went by a little faster than I thought that it would. Let's give these busters our top eight high school movies. Movies. We selected. Now you know four a each. lot about high school. I know so much yeah. about high school because I didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. So, like you. When you watch these movies, you're like, that reminds me of old times. Yeah, exactly. Hanging out those days in my homeroom, Stu and the guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the boys. The boy, you and the boys, you'd hang out in the halls with the lockers back behind the bleachers. Oh man, that's where you'd go and drink a beer. I got my my first smooch. Yeah, you got smooched by a girl who was like, "See you in homeroom." Uh, under the field goal. Call me on my uh, pager. Yeah, page my call. Page my calls. Yeah. You know, I've had so many people try to explain to me what homeroom 
is, and I still don't understand. Um, it. I'll tell you what it is: it. is a useless waste of time. But do you learn things? Nope. You go sit in the home room. They take attendance, and then a bell rings, and you go to class. So why go to homeroom? They didn't have it in my high school. We we did have it in middle school. Makes no sense. In high school, homeroom was just second period. That's okay. when they would take attendance. Meaning to make the sure second class of the day. Oh, no, the second time you bled from your genitals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. So they'd beat you about the genitals yeah. until you bled one time. Again. And then the second time it happened, they'd yeah. be like, all right, homeroom time. <laughs> <laughs> Who's here? <laughs> Stevens rattling. Here. They sound, they sound nefarious at your school. They were. It was a weird school. <laughs> Must have been one of them Catholic schools. It was. Yeah, it was a Catholic school. <laughs> Just nuns hitting oh, me in man. my genitals. When are people gonna quit being Catholics? I have got I to know. I, listen, I what is the difference? When are, when are people just gonna quit being Christian? It's real weird. And that's for all whatever. these fucking Catholic priests that just can't yeah. get enough diddling kids. Yeah, they, you know one thing they that love I, that kid diddling. One thing I just can't fucking figure out is like, the Catholic Church has been flexible about certain things. They were fine. Yeah. They were fine. Like you know what? <laughs> Make mass not in Latin. Sure. And people bucked it. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, they, they even. I had, mean, one of their first degenerate moves was unchaining the Bible from the pulpit and letting people just read it. Yeah, how what? dare they? It's wild. But you know, it's like then they even change stuff, like the you know the you can take the Eucharist in your own hand and put it in your mouth. Yeah, they're willing to change stuff. Just let these fucking priests take a wife. Yeah. By the way, or that, a husband, that, whatever. That, that is not a foundational tenet of Catholicism because a number of the early popes were married yeah. and had kids. Yeah. It's not like you could just give up on that. But of course, the thing is that it, they're not having sex with boys because they can't have sex. They're having sex with boys because they're child molesters. Because they're child molesters. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not going to fix it. Well. It's just going to change the fact that. Now they can have sex with a woman and then lie to her face and then also go and molest boys. Uh, well, you, you might have me there. Yeah. <laughs> you might have me there. Yeah, because most people, when they can't get laid, don't usually resort to pedophilia. Yeah. So, all right, you got yeah. me. Yeah. So as they're we just, slide on into the, trash. Pre- into the preview palace. <laughs> Welcome back to the preview palace. <laughs> We're going to give you busters. Our top four individual, top eight total high school movies and you know i think you'll get the idea here that my concept of high school is a very idealized <laughs> fun environment where everybody's pretty and funny yeah. and, and so on yep that's how you that's how you see it and i'm just gonna kick my list off here with probably the shiniest happiest of the bunch i'm talking about a ferris bueller's day off yeah he spends a lot of time in school in that one uh, yeah, yeah, totally, absolutely. <laughs> like so. he drives by the outside of it and yeah, uh-huh. picks up his girlfriend. Yeah, while in the back of a car. Uh huh. Yeah, school, school. That's I love what it. School was like it is just such a perfectly fun. Well, kind of like what I was saying about Wayne's World. Just put it on anytime and yeah, Ferris Bueller. I've yeah, I've I've had Ferris Bueller on in the background a million times. It's, yeah, dude. It's one you can easily just pop into, pop out of, come back to. But yeah, if you sit down and watch it great movie and really we could have put just really a whole list of john hughes movies on here because true yeah you it know? could have been uh breakfast club or uh 16 candles mm-hmm. pretty pink so any number many. of movies yeah so many of them but ferris bueller you know whenever we talked about high school movies that's the first one that came to mind 
for me. What's the first one you thought of for your list? Uh, Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Yeah. It has been so long since I watched that. They also don't spend a lot of time in school on that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Dazed and Confused. Um, a lot of people in that movie. A lot of people in it. It's a, it's a genuinely great movie, but it also has like not... Not as many kids were involved, but that is sort of my high school experience. Okay, yeah. Being a part of the partying crowd, like, you know, finding people to buy beer for you and going out in the middle of a field and all of you getting drunk and stuff like that. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that stuff was fun. As you got older, did they stay the same age? I have noticed that high schoolers are still high school aged. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I am not interested in having sex with them. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's a key so difference. So there's, there's a difference between me and Wooderson. Oh, okay. It's a minor difference. Not much, though. I mean, we're both uh, charming Southern men. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure I, if you took Matthew McConaughey out of a role and put me in, nobody noticed it. No, nah, no change, really. No change mm. at all. I think all, you also drive all a All right. Okay. Oh, sure. I'd say. Yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Wow, that's eerie. <laughs> it's so similar. That's a good choice. I need to go back and watch that again. It is a good one. For yeah. it. Who who directed that? Richard Linklater. Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. Mm-hmm. That's right. Director of Boyhood. Boyhood. All right. Next on my list is Easy A. Yeah. Which With is so Stone? fucking good, dude. That's one of those movies that you know we did a list of movies. I think it was last week about like movies that were way better than you thought they would be. Uh-huh. Easy A, also on that list for me. I kind of went in with, based on the Scarlet Letter. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, which I guess we're seeing another theme throughout my choices right. here too. Uh-huh. Things loosely based on other things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, Emma Stone is just the fucking best in yeah. that movie. It's so funny. It it's a funny just, movie. Uh-huh. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. Um, when I was <laughs> I was taking in. Uh, early american lit class yeah and one it, this was in grad school one of it the, was early so it was at like 5 30 in the morning god damn for me early in school was 10 i would like, have taken, I had a 10 o'clock class it was a 50 50 chance i'd hit it did you ever consider taking midday american literature instead i did I, all of my classes were midday except for this obvious Early American literature. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck waking up early. It's the worst. Fuck waking up yeah, early. They're, I hate they're it. The, okay, so there are the people out there that do it automatically, that wake up early and think, why can't everyone do the thing I do automatically? Yeah, this is how it should be. People are just lazy yeah, or whatever. No. I can automatically get up at noon. Yeah, exactly. Same. Automatically. Yeah. I can, I can, around four or five in the morning, I feel tired. I go to sleep and I can automatically wake up at noon. I just use it you more than nighttime. You can't do that. These motherfuckers. Six in the morning, asshole. Yeah, exactly. What fun are you having? What are you doing? Sleeping in the PM hours? Like an <laughs> idiot? It's like an idiot. Oh Those God. are the best hours. Yeah, exactly. No sun. Uh huh. Oh, who needs it? Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to question if you're drinking. That's true. Yeah. yeah that's Nobody's like, hey, it's only nine. I get to hang out with all my vampire friends. <laughs> my werewolf friends also come out. Anyway, what I was saying was, I had a girl who did a project in one of my early American Lit classes where she interviewed the, the screenwriter of EZA. Oh, really? And talked to him about like wh- how he adapted like what he was doing yeah. specifically from Scarlet Letter. Um, it was a cool project. I can't remember anything from it. Just thought I'd mention it. Emma Stone seems like a cool hang. She's one of those yeah. people, kind of like J Law, where I'm like, you just yeah, seem like I somebody I want to hang out with. Jennifer with. Lawrence. You know? Yeah. 
I'm a fan. You a fan of that flick? You like Easy A? Easy A? Yeah, that's a good one. Awesome. Uh-huh. Next. Um, well, speaking of things based on things, Clueless. Clueless. Yes. Uh-huh. That's one I wanted to put on my list, too. Clueless yeah. is so fucking good. Yeah. Amy Heckerling, she, I mean, she, of course, did uh, Fast Times, which you could also name on this list, yeah. but we're, we're yeah. not. Uh, Clueless is just amazing. It, was, it came up before I was in high school. Right. And I yeah. remember watching it and thinking, like, man, high school looks fun. <laughs> and surprisingly... High school in Southern California might be more like that, but high school in East Tennessee is less. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's less about fashion and hanging out with your friends and having a good time and yeah. more about, like, you know, hoping you don't get in a fight. Yeah. Scoring pills. Scoring pills, yeah. <laughs> All that fun stuff. Dude, I, I still I still really do wonder what my life would have been like if I wouldn't have been homeschooled and if I would have gone to like regular ass school. Mm. I really, really, really If you do were wonder. in the position of a lot of people I went to high school with, it yeah. would be worse. I it's, might be dead. Yeah, your, your life would not be better <laughs> probably if you went to high school. God, I just can't help but wonder. I enjoyed my days as a high school drop-in of sneaking yeah. into high well, school. I liked I high school a lot too. And like for me... Uh, school was always fun. Yeah. But, like, I also could stand up for myself and not, like, you know, I didn't fall to peer pressure. Yeah. Well, you also never a, took up smoking or anything. A, a, I mean, a straight white dude. So, yeah, not life a lot of is natural way predators. For a straight yeah. white dude. That is true. <laughs> not yeah. a lot of natural predators like, in the Southern high school. As a straight white dude, the worst thing that people would call you in high school is gay. Like, that's the worst you had to deal with. And I felt like by sophomore year, I figured out like, well, I'm not. So like, (laughs) what does it matter? Like, you know, when you're in middle school, you're like, no, I'm not. But like, but but what if I am? After a while, you're like, I'm like, I'm clearly not. Like, why? How? It's not even an insult because I don't think there's anything wrong with being gay. So, okay. I think if I would have, if I would have been trying to get at you in high school, I'd been like, what's up? Four eyes, you trying to read a book? Oh, damn! Four eyes. See, nobody ever did that. Square. But now that I think about it, that could have got to me. What would have been your... Like, they they would have been like, hey, hey, look at that over there. I can see that without glasses. What about you, huh? Well, uh, I'm, uh, mm, yeah. uh, squint. If so I squint. Look at you, squinty. Oh, my God. Before I got glasses, because my mom thought that I wanted glasses because I thought they looked cool. You wanted to be like Elvis Costello. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a big goal of mine back in third grade was being like Elvis Costello. <laughs> you just wanted a little peace, love, and understanding. Why does he talk that way, man? I don't you don't know. have to sing that way he doesn't but he sure does do it he sure Um, sure as hell does i remember just the squinting in classrooms yeah just like i got used to sitting in the front of class like every single class and so like it was just a habit that continued even after i got glasses but like it would just be me doing this the whole time just squinting at shit trying to figure out what's on the board and then barely hearing what's being said of course not a lot of notes to be taken in third grade so (laughs) What is that? An A or an E? How do you spell cat? Fuck. What would you? What would have been like your deadly insult? You plow on me in high school? Probably something about a old bowl cut. Or, what's up, jorts? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> like I, I, I never made f like there was this guy Mike that we called Scarhead, but it was like to us it wasn't like we were making fun it's of him. Kind of a metal name. Yeah, like we thought it was cool. He had this scar on his head, so we'd be like Scarhead, and then like he got a girlfriend, and like we'd see him and be like Scarhead, you got a girlfriend? Cool. <laughs> then we found out later that he didn't think it was as cool that we we're always calling him Scarhead. <laughs> this is somehow like a way, way like less charming, like early rewrite of the Harry Potter series. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stop Scarhead. But that's the thing. I think at one point Malfoy does call him Scarhead. I think, yeah, I think he does actually. And I, that was kind of when it hit me like, oh. oh, he probably didn't think it was as cool as we did. And he was probably felt a little self-conscious about it. And every time we saw him, we were like, fucking Scar on. Oh, it's the chosen one, huh? Yeah. Well, how did your friend do it in Defense Against the Dark Hearts? Good marks? He was he was doing pretty good, so he wasn't very Harry Potter-like, you okay, know, because yeah. in Defense Against the Dark Hearts, he just learned the Patronus, basically. And yeah, not very good at him. Ended up good. somehow being a part of the police force because <laughs> he can uh, I don't know. cast a Patronus. Because reasons? Yeah. <laughs> Scarhead. Hey, Scarhead. I think that's yeah. going to be like a, a thrash metal band of mine. <laughs> you know? Sounds like a good thrash band. It does. I think so. Okay, some good choices here. Now, my next one on my list is, you know, again, all these choices that we've made so far, I think that if this is somebody's first time listening to the show, if they weren't sure of when we were born, yeah, it's, they'd it's probably be able to guess a little more obvious when we yeah. were born by these choices. Yeah. Super bad is the next one on my list. Yeah. Dude, it's one of those movies that I remember whenever it came out, you know, that was around like college age, I guess, or just out yeah, of college. Yeah, it was like 2003 yeah. or so, yeah. And it was one of those deals where when it came out, it was so over the top and like raunchy mm -hmm. and like this is actually how it is when I hang out with my friends. Right, yeah. It was more like the 1980s like Porkies and yeah. Bad News Bears and stuff where it's like, yeah, that's how people talk. That's exactly yeah. how we do, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was one of those ones where I didn't watch it for a really long time and I thought that, you know, surely whenever I go back the magic will have worn off and it won't be funny right. or it'll be like juvenile or something. No, it's It's still it's funny, still yeah. Really I saw it funny. maybe a couple months ago I saw it again and I was like, oh, hey. Yeah, held up. I yeah. mean, some of the humor is just like, eh, but like yeah, sure, a yeah. lot of like the story's still good. But even the fact that like some of everybody the in it is kind of eh, it's kind of like, well, it's just like hanging out with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Like hanging out with your high yeah. school friends, or it's like, yeah, we weren't that funny. We thought we were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah sometimes you say dumb or annoying things. Yeah. And get Emma Stone in that one too. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's popping up all over my list. Just a fun watch, man. Still, still a good one to watch. Getting well, a little dated, but still good. This next one doesn't have Emma Stone, but it it's got the Emma the Emma Stone precursor. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> Mean Girls. Do you think that one day she'll ever be? <laughs> Do you think that one day she'll ever be in a, a hardcore Lord of the Rings themed porn, and it'll be called The Riders of Lohan? <laughs> I really, I kind of hope so. I mean, like, it I would, hope it just writes itself. Yeah, I hope that she's like heavily involved in the production, and she's like, no, oh, yeah. no, I want to do this. It's yeah. not like I've hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. It's like I think this is a great idea. She has to be the one that has the idea. She yeah. can't have gotten the idea from me no. or anybody else. No, she needs to come up with it on her own. The she's writers just, of Lohan. She's just watching Two Towers, and she's like, Riders of Lohan. 
Wait a second. It's pretty close to my name. It's pretty close to my name. And she's like, and all these guys are fucking hot. Yeah. Because the Rise of Rohan are a bunch of hunks. That's true. Carl Hardcore Urban's hunks. in there. Being cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mean Girls. <laughs> oh, Mean Girls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got, it's got Lindsay Lohan, uh, written by Tina Fey. Yeah. Got that Lizzie Kaplan in it. She's a super cutie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else is in there? Uh, crap. Rachel McAdams? Yeah, Rachel McAdams is she's in there. Really That's good. right. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, it's a man. It's just a funny movie. Real fun. It's got uh, got a lot of those tropes that most high school movies had missed up to that point. The cool mom, right? For yeah. instance, yeah. is a character that had been missed out on. But I definitely knew a few growing up, mm-hmm. and they're never cool. No, they're always like they think they're cool, yes. but it's like you realize that hanging out with us is like the antithesis of cool. <laughs> yeah. Teenagers aren't cool. No. Teenagers are so uncool. And if you're an adult hanging out with them. That's even worse. Yeah. That's even worse. (laughs) You know, there's kind of a theme with a couple of these movies like uh, like Mean Girls and with Clueless Both where going into them, I just thought that it would just be like garbage, stupid base entertainment for like teenagers and stuff, you know? And it was even kind of marketed that way. Yeah, they always do that. But of course, that's the thing though. These movies did well with teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Got asses in theaters and they watched it and found out they were actually like... A little bit more intelligent and satirical yeah. and more kind of social commentary-ish than right. they're anticipating. I watched it with, again, zero expectation and really had a good time with it. Yeah. It's a fun movie, man. I, I actually did have high expectations for it because Tina Fey was associated with it and she's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Tina Fey's fucking But awesome. uh, yeah, it, it definitely exceeded expectations. Right on. That's a good choice. What's your next one, Ben? Last one on my list. Uh-huh is going to be one that is also based on some Bill Shakespeare. Oh, Billy Shakes. Or maybe Francis Bacon. I don't know. What? Who wrote it? Who's to say? I don't know. It's got a girl who can turn into silver goo in it. It's got... It's got a kid from a different planet. Yes. Uh-huh. It does. It does. It has the Joker and Robin. Uh-huh. And... The Rookie of the Year. That's right. I'm talking about 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Which is so fucking good. This yeah. is one of those ones that like came out while we were in high school, and we definitely watched it uh-huh. a million yeah. times yeah, when yeah. we were in high school. That I was saw just, this one so many times. Dude, yeah. you just you just put it on, you watch it, you put it on, you, you get to making out. Yeah. Just whatever. Yeah. It was one that we saw very, very many times. I still watch it all the time, and it's got all the... It's got all the 90s nostalgia, yeah, for sure. It does. But it's also still just good. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's a fun watch, man. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that one. The worst thing is that I don't hate you. Not even a little bit. Oh, Not man. Not even at all. She's just coming unglued. <sighs> Whatever happened to her? She's Julia Stiles? Yeah, Julia Stiles. She was she's, awesome. I mean, she's done a bunch of stuff. She was in Bourne movies. She was in oh, the yeah, Omen Oh, yeah, duh. That's yeah. right. She yeah. was in the Bourne Save stuff. the Last Dance. That was her, right? Never saw that. I never saw it no, either. She wasn't she that only taught how to dance, though. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like every dance movie? Somebody in the movie is Somebody getting taught lives. how to dance. Yeah. Because there's if it's if it's just people that can dance, it's like, cool. So I'll stand around and dance, I guess. I want to find... There's a story here. I'm, I'm going to write a movie where somebody's ability to dance does nothing but bring them hardship and misfortune. Oh, my God. So the movie's about forgetting how to dance. <laughs> It's like, I just want to forget. I want to let it go. <laughs> she goes to the whitest man she knows. <laughs> and he teaches her how to not dance. 
Exactly. He's like, you really got to think about the words while you're dancing. All she listens you're to is like, you're gonna want to bite your lower lip mm, and clap mm, mm. Uh, on one and three. One, two, three, four. Uh, just like that. Yeah. Maybe all she listens to is like shoegaze. <laughs> You know, or like drone music. Stuff you just should not dance to. Exactly. Yeah. And she just forgets how to dance, dude. Wow. Forget it. Wow. <laughs> I love that. That sounds great. <laughs> All right. Last one on your list. Yeah, Steve. well, we had to name a horror movie. Or it's a horror podcast. Yeah. Usually. So um, I picked the horror movie that I think takes the most place in a high school, which is The Faculty. The Faculty. There yeah. are other horror movies based around yeah. uh, the high school. Obviously, like all of the Elm Street franchise right, yeah. is very but, high school-y. Yeah, but almost every single scene in The Faculty is in a high school, and it's also directed by Robert Rodriguez and is really fun. I have never seen The Faculty. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do it sometime in the, the near future. I'll save it. I'll save that last yeah. dance for The Faculty. It's it's a weird one. It's, Is it about um, maybe like teachers and stuff conspiring to kill students maybe? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I don't want to reveal too much. Sure. Frodo Baggins is in there. Oh. Uh-huh. Shire and, Baggins. Uh, that that uh, The sheriff guy from 30 Days of Night, Josh. Hartnett? Hartnett. Yeah. Josh Hartnett is in there. Yeah. Uh, John and Stewart or John somebody? Stewart. Yeah. Um, also, Usher Raymond mm. makes an appearance. Ursher. Ursher. Ursher from Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's him. Um, oh, man. Selma Hayek's in there? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people in there. A lot of people in the, the movie. It's I like it. It's enjoyable, but it, it's also very 90s. So, like, you'll recognize everybody from other teenage movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other than... All of, well, most of the Spy Kids movies and probably a few other things. It's got to be one of the only Rodriguez movies I've not seen. <laughs> Which is to say, I don't a lot think of them. I've seen any of the Spy Kids movies either. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I haven't watched I haven't that. I haven't seen either. that. No. But I like, I like Rodriguez a lot. I mean, yeah, me too. He's a cool fucking guy. Yeah. I'll have to check that out, man. I'll have to check that out. I hope that you guys enjoyed our list of high school favorites. Uh, please feel free to contribute and list your own. Over on the Facebook page. Yeah, let us know. what uh, What's your... I mean, there were a ton. I, oh, I had tons. a huge list to yeah. choose from. But yeah, let us know what your favorite high school movies are. Yeah, let us know on the Facebook group or on the Dick Sword yep. group. Mm-hmm. Discord, as it's known. I think Dick Sword's better. Dick Sword is definitely mm-hmm. way fucking better. <laughs> All right, see, before we get going on this movie review, I want to crack open another awesome. RTD over here. Yeah, and this one comes from... Our man, Scott in New Mexico. Yay, yay. This is the Big Door Prize Double Dry Hopped India Pale Ale. This I'm very excited about. It's from the Cumbre. La Cumbre Brewing Company. Yeah, we had one from them before. It was that uh, Operation Dank. Maybe. And it, it was, was amazing. Yeah, it was great. So, Holy shit. I'm excited for this. I'm really excited for this because it says it's the first in our single double, single hop double IPA series and it's a mosaic one. And Mosaic is historically yeah. a favorite of a dead and lovely. I'm trying to find an ABV anywhere on this thing. I don't think it's listed actually. Infinite. Infinite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it's gonna be strong. Alcohol. We're gonna die. <laughs> Let's find out about this thing. Yeah, I do love me anything mosaic. I haven't been able to find that sweet water oh, mosaic, mosaic. Uh-huh. anywhere lately. I found yeah, it, it was in like a limited a, series, wasn't it? I think so. I think so, yeah. Well they had it at Food City, but it was a part of like a big you know, like 16-pack sampler oh, okay. with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, not, not a lot of Sweetwater jams. Not, yeah, like I like yeah. the Going Coastal Pineapple IPA. one. Uh-huh. 
the mosaic is good. The regular IPA in the yellow can, not the 420. Okay. You the like yellow that better? Uh-huh. Yeah. The 420 is good, but I think the yellow one is better. Okay. You know? This smells amazing. I just poured it into the glasses here. Ooh, yeah. It's it does. very, very deep. Smells mosaic y. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a good kind of burnt orange color. Can't see through it, which is usually a good sign for this kind of thing. How's that treat you? You're an explorer Ooh. on the outer realms of taste. Oh, it man. It smells fantastic. It smells real pineapple-y. Yeah, it is real pineapple Maybe even a little mango-y, which is what I like about the mosaic stuff. Mosaic yeah. always has that... F- Just a lot of different fruits, like tropical yeah. fruits. Yeah, it's it. like funky tropical mm-hmm. kind of thing. Let's, let's get in here and get me a pull Man, that's good stuff. Well... What you think? That is absolutely divine. Yeah, yay. Oh my gosh. That's kind of like the, the, the Sweetwater Mosaic only turned up. To, yeah, to like 10. way turned up. A lot more flavor to it. Way, 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 way more flavor to mm. it. Way more of the hops, way more of the fruit and stuff. Ooh, that's good stuff. Damn Way to go, like umbre. And that has a little bit of that nice, you know, lightly soapy bitterness on uh-huh. the back of it too. It's yeah. not too much. Like we've had some on here that have just been like, wow, that tastes like soap. Uh-huh. Um, this just has it just does like, not taste like soap. Yeah, a hint of bitterness on the back, which is nice because sometimes this this kind of thing can get too sugary. Too sweet, yeah. Yeah, so having that little bit of bitter at the back is actually pretty awesome. Dang it, that's so good. Thanks yeah, so, thanks so much, Scott. For man, I am digging that. Way. way to go, man. Yeah, La Cumbre has not done us wrong. No, at all. Really, really, really good stuff. Okay, the subject of our show today is curry. Curry. No, they're all going to laugh at you, Curry. Curry, don't go. Which is Curry, written, they're going to laugh at you. <laughs> written by one Stephen King, directed by a Brian... De Palma. De Palma. Brian of Palm. Who you guys would know from directing a lot of fucking great movies. Yeah, he's directed a whole bunch of stuff, including Scarface. Carlito's uh, Way. Carlito's Way, yeah. He had already directed a number of movies up to this had point. He, I was, I was he had a name yeah. to him at this point, but also like... This is a smaller production. It was like a $1.8 million wow. budget. Wow, wow, wow. Had yeah. he done any horror up to this point? Oh, I don't think so. But the movie he did a few years after this, I yeah. can't remember, but it was very similar to Carrie. It was also okay. a horror movie. So he did he did a couple of horror movies. I think he was interested in it. He got the, the book, Carrie, which is Stephen King's first novel. Right. Or first published novel. Sure. Not the first one he wrote, but... Um, he got it from a friend of Stephen King's who happened to be a friend of his. Okay. And his friend recommended it. He read it, loved it. And at the time in Hollywood, there were already a number of studios that were interested in it. Mm-hmm. So he just started calling around and saying, hey, um, if you get this movie, I want to direct it. So that helped. That's cool. Uh, about six months later, he gets the call. Hey, we got the movie rights. Do you want to direct the movie? Yeah. And... Um, this is real interesting. I'd never heard of this, but I, I'm sure it may have been more common back in the day than than <laughs> I know it. But he did. He went. He and his friend George Lucas, who was old Georgie Porgy, huh? Yeah, who was casting for Star Wars: A New Hope. He's getting ready for the Star Wars. Yeah, they had a mutual uh, reading or what? What a casting session. Yeah. Uh, and so people would come in and basically they were reading for A New Hope and he was observing from the corner looking for kids that he could use in carry. Yeah. And so um, Tommy was trying to get cast as Luke 
And you can kind of oh, see. I was thinking in a different direction. I was thinking, I bet Chewbacca almost got cast as Tommy. I bet. Yeah. I bet he's, he did. He's tall. He's friendly. Oh. Lots of hair. I will go to prom with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Tommy was yeah, almost. Yeah, Tommy was going out for Luke. Like, wow. you know, a lot, a lot of people there were going out for different parts. But, like, yeah, he, he basically was just picking people up that he knew George Lucas wasn't going to use. Hmm. Um and you know saving some money on a, a casting session. Well, he had he had some damn good choices here. Cause yes, the, he did. The movie's cast, even though it's a lot of you know nobodies at that mm. time, a lot of newcomers. Yeah, everybody really does a pretty damn good job in this. I can't yeah. really complain too much about any of the any of the casting or yeah. or acting. I mean, I guess some of the dialogue is not amazing, but there's some great yeah. performances in here. Yeah, I was gonna say like the kids, even though some of the dialogue is not amazing, the kids obviously like they have a rapport. They get along and like so. Each one of the scenes seems natural, even yeah. if the lines aren't great. Now, before we get too deep into the into the cast and production and stuff like that, let me ask you: Did you ever read the book? No, I haven't read the book. So the book is good. I read okay. it. I read it years ago, and it's it's short. It's a quick read. Right. Uh, apparently, the the legend goes that Stephen King had like written it, decided he hated it, threw it away, yep. and like his wife like just found it in the wastebasket. She started yep. reading it and was like what is this? It's really good. And convinced him to get it published and yeah. stuff, you know, to, to see. convince him. She told him that it would help him learn to write women, which it, we know it, it he did didn't not. necessarily <laughs> learn, but like, uh, it, she was right. Like actually going through the process of trying to understand this character who's going through this very like female centric problem. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that, that would help you to better understand your female characters, which he was having trouble with up to that point. So, right, yeah. Yeah. And would continue to be a, a problem. Yeah, he still struggles with it a little bit. Yeah. But, um... Oh, his wife is a badass, though. Yeah? Like, him and his wife both. Did you see that thing that just happened in the news, like, a week or so ago? Uh-uh. So, some magazine or news publication, I can't remember what it was, you know, ran this article that was like, Stephen King and wife donate a million dollars to whatever charity. Right. And... She like got back at him and it was just and Stephen King was on him too and he's like you know she has a name Tabitha her name is Tabitha mm. King and she is not just wife of me she's not yeah. my fucking property right and uh, yeah she she went on this huge tear That's about awesome. it yeah I mean dude she was badass yeah you know is that ever one of those things that you're weird about like I hate introducing Kate and be like this is I my wife don't introduce um, Emily well I'm bad at the it. yeah yeah. Because, like, I'm the type... I prefer to introduce myself. Yeah. And so I just kind of give the opening, like, this... this yeah. You know, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Sometimes being introduced can be kind of, like... Yeah. A little awkward. Like, I can't speak for myself. Right, yeah. You know? Everybody so, should just take the reins themselves. I'm not very good at it, but I think I do most often say this is my wife <laughs> instead of this is Emily. Yeah. Because, like... I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I feel like I want to give her the opportunity to say, hi, I'm Emily. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because in me just saying, this is Emily, it's like, well, who the hell is this to you? You don't wear a wedding ring. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it is stupid. Like, I I don't know. I don't know why. Like, of course, we have to introduce people by our association with them, right? Hell, this is my brother. Right, Yeah. yeah. But then at the same time, it's like. You want to be like, but this is a, a person apart from me that yeah. it has some 
personality doesn't doesn't require them to be related to me in any way. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not good at that. But that's. I mean, I'm glad that they made that clear because yeah. obviously she had something to do with them donating a million dollars. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like just he was like, oh, I'm going to give a million dollars. You want to come along? I'm the wife. I'm the wife. The book is good. Like it's okay. a it's a short read. It's not one of those ones that like really draws stuff out like a lot of King stuff does. Right. It's pretty succinct and. You know, I would say that this is actually one of the better adaptations. There's definitely stuff that, uh-huh. that is changed. Um, I think the abuse that's laid on Carrie is laid out definitely a bit more explicitly. Mm-hmm. Although this movie, I think, just does a very effective job of yeah. giving you that idea just with the oppressive atmosphere of the house yeah. rather than showing you all Good the God. corporal punishment and stuff. I could not imagine you know? growing up in that. Oh, my God. That and like, dude. So many people, and especially dude growing up homeschool. Yeah. I know. I'm sure, yeah. You ran into a lot of these people. Oh, dude. I mean, that that's the thing is like, you know, I, I've talked on the show about how conservative I grew up and how I wasn't allowed yeah. to watch anything or listen to any, you know, metal or anything like that. Yeah. And we were considered like the ones that were too wild and liberal and progressive, <laughs> like in our circle of friends. Like there, there were some people that weren't allowed to come to our house. Jesus. Because I had, like, our rooms had posters of, like, video games and stuff. Wow. And, like, we I played mean, games. To be fair, though, that is how Satan got into your soul. Uh, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> but, you know, it's like I know people that definitely grew up in that landscape that, that Carrie White is in the story, which yeah. is really fucked up. Like, that's way scary because that's very real. You know? Yeah. That's a very real environment that a lot of people spend their, their childhood in. Strict parenting. Uh, worst parenting or not even parenting at all? <laughs> like <laughs> most it's, ineffective, it's, dumb thing you can do. Yeah, being strict, just not helpful at all. Yeah, it, I mean it. It not only damages your relationship with the child for when the child grows up. Yeah, exactly. They're never gonna want to be around you because you're a controlling piece of shit asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but it also doesn't train them to be an adult. Well, you you have two options. It's like you either know that your kid is gonna get into the stuff that you don't want them to and try it out. Yeah. Or they can do that plus hate your guts about. Yeah. It. Just <laughs> choose which one you want. Say they're either gonna do it or do it. Like yeah, like you it's have gonna no, happen. Does it taint? The idea of your child, if you know your child got drunk, like... Yeah, really. Are you suddenly like, oh, you're not even a child anymore? Now they'll never have the chances that I did. (laughs) Like, they've grown up some. They're not a child anymore. They're in the transition stage. Yeah. You need to get used to it. They're just getting used to the world. Right. You're used to it. You need to be the one who changes your mind, not them. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Bad parenting. So the book does a pretty good uh, job, like I said, just kind of outlining more of the abuse and stuff like that. And there's some other changes too. There's like this weird, uh, like meteor shower. That, like, yeah, they, the house of rocks they removed and stuff. that because they didn't have the budget. Yeah, they would have done it, but the the 2002 Brian Fuller version has yeah, that, and it, it looks does. terrible. It just it looks like 2002 CGI. Yeah. I won't mm-hmm. talk about the sequels and stuff, but I yeah. do I do recommend reading the book sometime. Okay, it's a good read, and this is I think one of the better adaptations. So, as far as the production and stuff yeah. that this movie goes, obviously it was done on a, a very cheap budget with a lot of, again, newcomers yeah. to the silver screen. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people just having a good time, which is what we've heard a lot about a lot of horror movies. Is like, 
those Friday the Thirteenth movies, Nightmare original on Elm Halloween, Street, the original Halloween. They're all just having a good time. Speaking of original Halloween, B.J. Souls is in this. B.J. Souls being basically the same, basically character. the same character with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can either be P.J. Souls yeah. or P.J. Souls. With, with the hat. hat. She was hooked on that hat. Yeah, well, she wore the hat to the audition, and Brian De Palma said, I want you to wear that hat. Yeah. So the first day on set, he came up to her and said, you have the hat? She had the hat. She wears it in every scene, basically. She wears it to damn prom. Yeah. She's always wearing the hat. I, I guess he just thought like it made her stand out. Because like, it really is just a bunch of teenage girls. Yeah. And like they're all pretty. So like... You need something to make this character stand out a little bit more because she's got more going on than the other ones do. Like she actually is involved in the main story. I was really hoping with her connection to that hat that towards the end of the movie, whenever Carrie unleashes her telekinetic rage upon her, the hat just like deflects it. No, that she would she would you know <laughs> like a magneto helmet. flip the flip the hat off of her and reveal that she had a big bald spot. <laughs> And that's why she was so mean, you know? <laughs> she's, she's resentful about her bald spot. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Let's go even deeper. Uh-huh. She she <laughs> flings the, the red hat off of her. Uh-huh. Underneath is a yarmulke because she's actually a Jewish man. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> she's got double shame. <laughs> hidden Jew shame and hidden I'm a man shame. Yeah, like imagine if the movie was just as it was entirely, except that, except that happens at the very yeah. end, and then that's, everybody would just be so confused that about the movie. sounds like something that would happen if the people who made Airplane had made a horror movie spoof. Yeah, yeah. It would have been Carrie, but that happened. And it, it would have been called Carrie Movie. Carrie Movie, yeah. <laughs> Carrie Movie. Cool movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So PJ Souls is in this. She's great. I mean, again, she's basically yeah. the same character she is in, in yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Just chatty and fun. Yeah. But and I'll tell you what, too. Kind of sucks. Dude, you want to talk about a woman who has aged incredibly gracefully. She is an old lady and still just gorgeous. PJ Souls? Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, she was in. I watched the. 2001 documentary about this acting Carrie. I started it. She still looks basically the same. I know. Of course, man. that was 18 years ago, but I'm sure, you know. Yeah. She's still um, doing great for herself. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. There, there are some great performances in this and then, like, the teenagers, I don't think most of the just background teenagers are giving great performances, but I think that they're convincing performances because yeah, so. they seem to really like get along and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Sissy Spacek and uh, what's her name? Crap, Piper Laurie. Piper Laurie. Sissy oh, Spacek man. and Piper Laurie. Every scene with them is intense. Everybody so in good. the movie is good, but they are they're great, fucking great. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. John Travolta is not very good in this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And John Travolta. I'm getting a blowjob and slapping my girlfriend. Got a beer in the car. He's that's a good John Travolta. Okay, here's Chris. the thing about that blowjob. His girlfriend <laughs> speaks clearly with his dick in her mouth. It seems that way. They're having which is some either dialogue. a talent she has or just a lack of size that he has. <laughs> well, well, what the story is not telling you. Yeah. And what John Travolta doesn't know, uh-huh. she's got a glass eye. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> I'll keep an eye out for it. That was an ocular penetration uh-huh, scene. Right. The old skull fuck. The old skull fuck. <laughs> which Just another twist in this movie. You dude. didn't expect it, but there it was. Riddled with subtext. <laughs> Riddled with subtext. She is also, uh, I guess, everybody in town's punching bag. She gets punched Chris by gets, everybody in this yeah, movie. Yeah, the, the gym teacher, her her boyfriend several times. Yeah. Yeah. Just gets slapped around uh-huh. a whole bunch. She seems to take it well, too, for somebody who... Yeah. Like, somebody... Like, if somebody slapped me in a day, that'd be, like, my week. Like, oh, damn. That'd be something I'd talk about the rest of the week. Remember when that when, dude just slapped the shit out of me? That was weird. Maybe when you're just a huge bitch and you get slapped a lot. <laughs> it's just like, that just happened again, maybe, I guess. Maybe when your idea of a prank on someone is getting them elected <laughs> homecoming queen and then pouring pig's blood on yeah. them. Maybe when that's how you think. Yeah, getting slapped's not like a big deal. It probably happens a lot. Yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> Justifiably so. People later, they're just like, you really deserve that. You do. You're terrible. No one ever apologizes to her for a slap because it's like, no, you de- we know you deserved <laughs> it. Even the gym teacher, dude. Like, I remember stories. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. You know, again, my, my exposure to public school is really right. limited. But I remember stories about people like, Getting full on like spankings and whippings from teachers and got, gym teachers, yeah. coaches, and stuff I, like that. I this. got paddled by gym teacher. That is like way school. not happening anymore, right? Like um, way, way, way not happening. I, I mean, probably still does somewhere. Yeah, yeah. somewhere. It's a uh, like. I mean, even when I was in school, that was one of those things that people were like, "Oh, well, that doesn't happen anymore." But it, it happens. For sure. Yeah. There are a lot of middle-aged men who just really want to take out their frustrations on a teenager. <laughs> That's frightening to think of. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so Chris gets slapped around a lot. John Travolta sucks. Piper Perry, Sissy Spacek are awesome. And Sissy Spacek brings such believability mm-hmm. to this movie. She is such a unique and frail... Yeah. looking person like she looks like in this movie she looks like the person that would be in the back of the classroom with the greasy hair yeah with the weird overprotective mom and religious hang-ups and stuff like Apparently, again having known that person in multiple iterations i can say yeah yeah she looks like that person she had, she had done a couple roles before this yeah but um her husband uh was friends of brian de palma okay. and kind of like encouraged her to go audition yeah. and it she she didn't feel like she was going to get the part but they did keep calling her back for these large auditions where they'd have several people going out for the carry part um she didn't think she was going to get it and then finally like she got this she got a commercial through an audition and or she had a commercial audition sorry okay um and it was either go to that audition or go try to audition as Carrie one more time and she like just made the decision I'm gonna get this part so she like she put Vaseline in her hair and like didn't take a shower and just like looked all gross and came in wearing this ridiculous dress her mom had made her in like seventh grade holy shit that's Um, awesome so she just came in looking like Carrie yeah and it got her the role so like yeah like (laughs) it's a real cool like she she just sort of embodied the character and you're right she looks like yeah the type of person i've known in the past that's been in those uber religious families totally where yeah no makeup 
just like plain clothes. The long hair and denim skirts. The dude. long hair and the denim skirts. Yeah. Yeah. That if you know what we mean by the long hair and the denim skirts, you know exactly what we <laughs> yep, mean by that. Know. But you know, she's so great because not only does she have that that weirdness to her, but mm-hmm. she also plays so well uh, when she's in those moments where she's finally out of the house and she's at the prom with yeah. Tommy and she seems so happy. Yeah. Well, just to be being normal. See, you know? that's the thing is that's Sissy Spacek because Sissy Spacek is just like a happy-go-lucky sort of. She fun seems person. like an awesome person. She is. I mean, she she's Rod's awesome. mom and Hot Rod. Oh yeah! Holy <laughs> shit! She is, uh-huh. dude. I totally forgot about that. I was just thinking about like uh, Castle Rock and stuff and how yeah, good she was. She's in great. That. She's so great. Like, yes, she is Rod's mom and yeah. Hot Rod. Oh my god! That's how did I not think of that? That's like interesting. Is you see her in those moments and she is really liberated because she's not because in the the moment with her and Piper Laurie are super intense. Extremely. Like, like, and Piper Laurie was joyless, really yeah. playing like hard with her, trying to yeah. be that scary, intimidating, abusive mother type. So and like in the scenes that, where she's not having to deal with that, she's very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she's not around that shit. Yeah. I think it's also cool, too, how you know their, their ages aren't all that far apart. No. It, it really kind of gives the impression yeah. that Carrie's mom like got she was got very young at, a, when, at an early mm-hmm. age and stuff because she doesn't seem that much no. older than her. And uh, dude, the way that she plays it is so intense, mm-hmm. just wildly intense as this hyper religious fervent mom. Yeah, that's she ultra protective. And, she fought for a lot of that. Like wow. um, some of the stuff is she wrote. Like a lot of the lines are straight out of Stephen King, but like the where she's talking about um, the night she had sex with Carrie's dad. Oh yeah, yeah. like that was her. She she sat down and wrote that out and insisted that it because like Brian De Palma thought it was too late in the movie for that much exposition. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's near the end of the movie. Yeah, it's like right at the end. But like the way she delivers it, it's just perfect. So. He had to include it. Like, See, there's no I, way to cut it. I really like that, too. Like, I like that that is towards the end of the movie. Like, that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that you typically, I think, traditionally would think of putting somewhere towards the first of the movie. Yeah, to and it wouldn't have more... much impact. Yeah. You'd just be like, oh, okay, so that's what that's what's going on here. Yeah. But now that we know everything that's gone on and all the intensity and the, the entire massacre in the high school, and now we find out, like, just... Everything gets slowed down for a moment. Yeah. We find out, like, okay, this is what happened. And, like, her mother was trying to live in a relationship without having any sex. Yeah. Like, that's how insane she is. Right. It's crazy. It's well, just a crazy moment. And as I was watching it last night, you know, well, you know, I've, I've seen the movie before, obviously. Uh-huh. But as I was watching it, it's like I kind of got so wrapped up in the whole high school massacre scene that I forgot. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you think that that's the end of the movie and the, yeah. the, the school's just going to burn down and implode the but end. But there's still like 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. that, into that. And it's her walking home, flipping John Travolta's yeah. car, getting home, taking a bath. Then, then you have crazy mom, man. and then you have this little bit of exposition. It's like and you've that, been out of the house so long at that point that yeah. being back in the house and hearing this crazy speech from the mom and stuff, yeah, it's just uber dark, you know. It really is, and that like 
that the reason why that's the culmination is because this movie is not about a girl who is misunderstood in high school. That's the B story. Right. The A story is this is about a girl who is abused by an overly, overly religious mother. Right. And the main theme of that story says something about feminism, or at least hmm. the, the idea of feminism okay. at the time. Um, so her power, Stephen King has said, is supposed to be sort of an allegory to feminism. Okay. That women can wake up and discover their power. Wake up and mm. discover, like, you know, we don't have to be oppressed like this anymore. Yeah, yeah. But if if that's true, if, if that's what he was going for, then in the movie, it's about women fighting the patriarchal order by having to fight the other women who've bought into it. Mm, wow. Yeah, so yeah. it's about having to fight for your rights to be a free woman against other women who wow. just don't want you to have the joy of it. Right. They don't yeah. want you to have that opportunity to be free. Because that's that's very real and that's that's very weird. It is. It is a strange me. thing. Like, there, yeah. there are so many women I know. Mm-hmm. I, I even think I've fucking heard relatives say... Yeah. That you know, it's like, oh, I think I think being president is a man's job. Yeah, I've heard that. It's like for quit sure, being a, a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're a woman and you don't want yourself represented, yeah. you don't want somebody speaking for you yeah. in the fucking government, you're an idiot. Uh wasn't Ann Coulter who said women shouldn't have the right to vote? Oh my god, like, dude. It wouldn't surprise me, man. Fuck her. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Ann Coulter what that said that. What a fucking idiot. But, dude. like, yeah, like, this is about a different... Because, I mean, this is at a time uh, after the second wave feminism where people kind of felt like, yeah, women are, they're getting their their uh, their rights finally. Yeah. And it were because, like, shit was moving fast. Like, oh, yeah. The Equal Rights Amendment never got ratified, but, like, a, a lot of stuff was changing really quick in the late 60s and early 70s. Yeah. So it did look like some big liberation was occurring, and that would have been the next, like, thing, the next wall to break through is mm-hmm. getting other women to buy in. Right. Getting the women who are part of the fundamental Christian right, et cetera, to buy in and be like, well, look, this is about women's rights. So we need you to help. <laughs> like, right. We yeah. need you to not be fighting against this. Mm hmm. Um, and so that's an interesting message for this to no have. Doubt. Of course, we've learned since then that obviously we still have miles and miles to go before oh, we God, can yeah. sit back and think women need to. Women are the problem. Like if if the message of this movie were look if, is looked at through a modern lens, it's sort of laughable to mm-hmm. think like, well, the real thing we need to worry about now is the women who bought into the patriarchy. When the real thing we still need to worry about is the patriarchy. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's still the major problem. There's like some stuff in between, but that's the big one. It's ultimately such a sad story too, because it seems like it, it, you know her whole life, Carrie's mom has been keeping her from this outside world. Yeah, because she knows they're just sinners and heathens, and they're all gonna laugh at her and stuff like this. Yeah, and then by her mom being such a weirdo, it actually does make everybody yeah. hate Carrie and do terrible things to her. Yeah. So in the end, it's like the mom is kind of yeah. right, but it's because prophecy. of herself. Yeah. yeah. It's because of her own doing. It's like, yeah, 
Carrie herself didn't really necessarily earn all this. It was just her well, upbringing. The thing that the yeah, the thing that the Sad. mom is trying to do that parents do a lot is thinking that they can protect their child from being embarrassed. Yeah. Like that if you prevent it from happening, that they'll have a better life. Yeah. But if what, I never let them go out in public, they'll yeah. never get embarrassed or teased or anything right. like that. Yeah. But then there's that weirdo that never leaves the house. So exactly. they get fucking teased. And and they, they don't actually what happens when they finally do get teased or embarrassed or whatever is they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and they just shoot never, them at school or something. They never yeah. had to deal with it as a four year old when they can't they can't wow. misuse their power. Yeah. So yeah, now yeah. as an adult they can misuse their power. They can go crazy on and people and be very dangerous. scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like the the overprotective nature of trying to like keep her from the the harm of being made fun of is what makes her being made fun of a bigger deal. Because we were talking about this earlier. It doesn't seem like most people are laughing at her. Yeah, that's like that's in something the that I wondered scene, about. Yeah, it's there like, are a lot of people who are just like, what? Huh? Like, why would you do that? Well, and even whenever you're seeing. During during the, the the prom thing, whenever she gets the blood spilled on her and everybody's laughing, it's like it shows the gym teacher laughing, and it's like I don't think that she yeah would, the gym teacher wasn't laughing. That's her vision. Like we it's get she's the, imagining her right. vision. Yeah, she's imagining everybody's laughing at her, but in reality, like we saw it. Like PJ Soul starts laughing, and she like hits the guy next to her, and, and he's he looks like, disgusted. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just like that's fuck. Why are you laughing? Yeah. yeah, that's something that I don't think I really got until I watched it this time. Is mm. that that's just her imagination of, yeah. of what all's happening as a very unbalanced person who's yeah. out in the world and for has the first not time dealt and, with this. She's never had to deal with this. Like, right. She's had to deal with some of the worst shit. Yeah. You know, the way her mom treats her, but like, she's not had to deal with just like, Hey, embarrassing things happen. Yeah. You, you get past them. It's not a big deal. Right. And that sucks that it's just like, you know, kind of essentially what we're saying is like, everybody is going to be an asshole. Yeah, if you're exposed to it early enough, then you just kind of get to where you brush it off. It'd be great if everybody just wasn't assholes to each other. But kids are the meanest fucking things on you, earth. Like, like seriously, that is the thing everybody buys into with Christianity. That yeah. I think that w- they need more of, like the Christians. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be assholes to one. Like, that's what Jesus was saying. Yeah, <laughs> first and foremost, like, don't be assholes. Don't to be know assholes y'all. to each other. Yeah. At no point did he say like, okay, but like if this happens, it's fine to be an asshole. If they're gay, yeah. be assholes. So. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't if, think he ever said if that. If it's if it's an unwed mother, it's time to be an asshole. Or if it's if it's a woman who needs to abort a baby or she'll die. Oh no, no, that's the time to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. No, at no point, at Fuck. no point, be an asshole is what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, like. That that is that's the most overlooked and the biggest problem with fundamental Christian raising your kids is you all the, every one of them forgets the real central good message of love, yeah, understanding, right, peace, right, not being a dick. The religious stuff in this is, um, oh, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah she's come up with like her own sort of like spin weird on it, right? misinterpretations about how women are all evil but also how men are the just first like sin was in a course yeah the men are just like automatically drawn to the scent of a woman's menstruating uh, yeah. vagina like yeah yeah and it, just dirty pillows yeah they're called breast mama <laughs> she's so good That's yeah it. it's, it's fantastic dude but dude uh, all the stuff where she like locks her in the closet it's with fucking that, crazy dude it's like 
that 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 kind of stuff reminds me of like Maniac and don't go yes. in the, don't go in the house where uh-huh. it's like this is really dark and weird. Right. She's got that weird. It's actually not Jesus on the cross. It's Saint Sebastian. Yeah, because yeah, because he's got arrows in him. And it stuff. reminded me of the fucking that losing my religion video. Yes. Yeah. Did that video make you feel really weird when you were a kid? It made uh, me feel not good. I remember being confused by it because it was the same people who did Stand, and I don't know if you remember the Stand video was very happy and fun. Oh, yeah, 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 it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then that also video the end of like, the world yeah. as we know it video was like happy and fun, but then that came out and was like, what's going what the on? Hell? Why is he wearing like, that hat? And a guy like puts his <laughs> finger in that like uh, the, the guy's wound. Yeah. What the fuck? Welcome back to Talking R.E.M. <laughs> this is kind of turned into a very 90s episode. Uh-huh. What's Just the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> so silver chair. Yeah, silver chair. <laughs> but yeah, like the uh, the icon- uh, iconography? Is that the one I'm looking yeah. for? Mm-hmm. Of the, the St. Sebastian and then the way that whenever Carrie kills her mom, it kind of yeah that. it mimics that it's great it's it looks really awesome cool yeah uh, also a choice by piper lori to uh have basically an orgasmic death yeah, yeah like it was um it was her idea that it's weird like she she would welcome death like that she yeah. is so because she thinks she's gonna go to heaven for all the great things she's done well and because that's how insane she is that she thinks yeah. oh like as she's coming at Carrie with the knife at the end, she's just smiling like a. Oh, it's so it, creepy. It's not. It, it's it's not so like, creepy. Yeah, it's not like a vengeful smile. It's like a peaceful smile. Yeah, like I'm finally doing this and yeah. saying it right, kind of thing. Yeah, it's well, crazy. The thing is, too, is to any true fanatic of basically any religion, the best thing that can happen to you is being is a martyr. Yeah, especially being a martyr. Yeah, you know, dying for your cause is like and the, the most best way you for do. you to be that martyr would be taking out the entire world, just like Jesus wants. Uh, I don't think no, so. No, huh. I don't remember him saying anything That's about crazy. that. That's crazy. It's yeah. weird. I remember Jesus saying, "Be sure to kill everybody on your way out. Uh, hey, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you before killing everybody." We need to fact check that one. Oh, I think. well, that's I weird because like so many of those mass shooters really are religious. They and... seem pretty stuck on it, hmm. don't they? It's yeah, it's weird. weird. I don't know why. Hmm, strange. Bible seems silent on it though, so I don't know why the, I don't know why those prophets didn't foresee guns. Let's go ahead and open open us up one more RTD right here. This is another one straight out of New Mexico, straight out of La Cumbre. Now this is one that Scott sent us that I have been excited about trying since we uh, since we opened up that yeah. package in the mail here. This is called Spaceman a T. Uh huh. And the, the, the picture on the front shows a manatee in an astronaut suit. It's adorable. Manatee, manatee, please. Did you ever hear that really early Jim Gaffigan yeah. skit about manatees? Shut up, sea cow. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever, sea pig. <laughs> manatee, I, I'm a sea cow. I have an extra layer of blubber to keep me warm in the water. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you fat. You need to get a job. Yeah, that was on Dr. Katz. Too. Is that what that was yeah, on? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, I mean, he did it in his early stand-up, but he also there was a Dr. Katz where it's like, uh, awesome. it's animated with the manatee like on the, the talk show. It was on, it wasn't you need on, to get a job. It wasn't on Springer. It was like on some other yeah. 90s talk show Ricky or something Leg like or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like mm-hmm. one of those. Sally, Jesse. Yeah. Uh-huh. God, it's so funny. Manatee, manatee, please. <laughs> So this describes itself as a pomegranate 
kettle sour ale. Yeah, I'm excited because I like a sour and I like a pomegranate. Mm-hmm. So put them together. Hopefully this is delish. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, we've been kind of getting into the sour game over here at yeah. Dead Lovely. So I'm excited to try this one out. Again, no ABV listed on here. Yeah. That uh, that Those mosaic one that we had. They don't care. They want you to live in the mystery, dude. <laughs> that mosaic one we just had. They're like, just jump in. Yeah, don't just don't for test it. the depth. Just I would, dive in. I would guess that mosaic one was maybe. Do you think six? six yeah, and it's a half. around like a six and a half, probably. So this has. Oh, it's got some color to yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit more color to it than I thought that it would. Does it smell good? Yeah, it does. It yeah. smells sour. It's got fruity. It's a little trangy. It's a little. It's got some tang to it. It is nicely clear. Yeah. Once you get it in there, it's it's got like a pinkish hue. Yeah, it does. Man, I'm excited to try out. this out. You go ahead and be our explorer there on the outer realms of taste. Tell me how that makes you feel like. Ooh, ooh! Stop the damn match! It's not bile at all. It doesn't nope. have that like gross taste oh. in the back of your throat. That has that nice natural sour fruitness yeah but it still tastes kind of it's got an ale taste it tastes like beer yeah that's good dude that is really nice yeah because sometimes you you have these and it's just like it just tastes like weird fermented juice right or like yeah like somebody made kool-aid without sugar yeah yeah yeah, like that that is a good way to describe a lot of these yeah this tastes like a beer that has a sour forward flavor and the pomegranate taste in there Mm -hmm. is very nice man i love pomegranate yeah i do too man Dang, that's good, man. A nice amount of effervescence to it, too. It's not yeah. too flat, but it's also not like yeah. a Coke, you know, burning your sinuses <laughs> or something like that. Right. Dude, that is really good. I wish that I could find me some more, like, nice sours like this at, at the common grocery. Yeah, a lot of those are bile and just not mm. good. They taste too much like puke. Dude, but this, this is, is great. Yeah. This is really exactly like what lot. you want. Yeah. Now, Steve, let me ask you, man. I want to hear about your personal prom experiences. Of course, the prom <laughs> scene in this is kind of like the yeah. you know the, the, the big pinnacle of the movie here. Yeah, it's got a montage, which you don't see a lot in horror movies. Did you have a tuxedo montage whenever you were choosing your tux for prom? No, I went by myself. Yeah. Um, I was actually out. Of high, I'd been out of high school yeah. already. I didn't go while I was in high school. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, I okay. was invited by a senior when I had been out like two years because we were friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I have the money. I'll it was a senior. It was your grandmother. Yep. She was my wife. My grandmother <laughs> was like, to prom. I just always wanted to go. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I love I love dressing up. So for me, you look good in a suit. Thank you, sir. For me, getting the tux was my favorite part. Um, Did you get that from Trinkets and Treasures in Morristown? No, I went to the place here in Jefferson City, or th- there used to be a place. Uh, oh, formal approach. Formal approach. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, is it okay? Yeah, yep. that's where I went, and I got. Um, boy, I went. I went full weird with it. Yeah, I, I got. Did you have a, some tails or something. No, I got a, a five button jacket. Is that weird? That button I don't know all anything. Way up, basically. I, don't know anything it, I, stuff. I was I had a bit of a interview with the vampire flare going Ooh, on. Ooh, me liking yeah. me goose. I thought that would be fun. No no tie or anything. No just tie. A, a little button at the top, a little opal button. Dude. Yeah. I, I bet you looked so fuckable. I did. I, Barely I was, legal. I was Mormon at the time, so nobody was getting laid that night. No fuckable. Yeah. I bet you were styling, um, man. Styling. It was fun. I saw because, like, you know, I'd only been out of high school two years, so yeah. I knew pretty much everybody 
there because yeah. they were seniors and juniors mostly. Um, I had a fun time. I enjoyed oh. it. I like, I was glad I didn't go when I was in high school because I just didn't think it would be fun. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been. I probably wouldn't have had as much fun. But going a couple of years later, it was like this is a blast. I see why people enjoy this. Well, that's the thing is like because I went to I went to both both of my my high school proms. All right, with Kate, uh, it was never this like it's a night in the clouds, a night of ultimate romance. <laughs> right. No, it, it was like let's just go with our friends and dance like idiots. Yeah, that's what we did. It was fun and like go bowling afterwards. Yeah. So like both both proms that we went to, I went to. Senior prom, and then what's the one before senior? Junior prom. Junior? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't know the terms, man. Like, I don't know. It's so funny. Yeah. So, what, I guess junior prom was the first night we went to, and it was a bit more formal. You know, we mm-hmm. both had, like, really nice outfits and stuff, and I rented a tuxedo. That one was seriously, like, like the carry prom, where it's, like, I really kind of had to, like, fight with, you know, like, my mom and stuff to, like, go to prom. Really? Seriously. It oh, was. Man. It was not just, like, hi. I'm going to the dance with my, my you know, this girl. I never I would have had to fight with my family. They would have been so excited for me to go. I oh, think yeah. that's kind of one of the things that was just like, I'm rebellious. I'm not going to go to prom. But that's, it, like, that's the thing that's to me, dumb. dude, is like, <laughs> I seriously would have thought as conservative as I grew up and stuff that like my parents would have been like, very happy. Cool. For he's you. not gay. Yeah. He's yes. He's straight. That yeah. like a lot of fundamentalist Christian parents are going to be worried constantly. Well, cause look, it's like my whole life up to then I had, I had done nothing but stay in the house, uh, draw comic book muscle men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like never talk to girls. Right. So it's like, I would have at least thought from that conservative angle that, that would have been like, cool uh-huh. girl. Great. Good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, <laughs> If you are of that mindset, the fundamentalist Christian type, where you're worried that your son is gay, yeah. looking at comics doesn't help because it's like that's not what women look like. No. So if he's into those women, what the fuck is he going to be into in the future? <laughs> <laughs> so I got to go to that prom, fight my way through it, and it was fun. Yeah. And then like for senior prom, we we had a really good time. I got like a suit from like Goodwill. I got this cool like plaid. Yeah, suit from like the seventies and with a bunch That's of friends awesome. and had a great time. That's fun. And then actually, I went a third time. Do what? In two thousand three, I guess it was. Uh-huh. Kate was living in New York, and um, a friend of ours that was from the grade before us in school, I knew uh-huh. from forensics and stuff from our competitive yeah. acting and drama league that I I dropped into. Yeah. Uh, she's like, "Hey, it's prom time. I don't have a date. You want to go?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll go." Prom's fun, man. Yeah, so we went and yeah. uh, and had a good time and stuff there too. Yeah. So I actually, which is pretty impressive for a guy that never actually went to school, three proms. That is impressive. It's pretty intense. Wowzers. Pretty intense, man. I would I, I would advise like if if I were talking to my past self, yeah, like it wouldn't be high up on the list of things I would warn my past self about, but mm-hmm. I would want to throw in there like just go to prom, have a fun time, just like. Yeah. Stop. Don't do the lovey-dovey romantic thing. Come on. Right. Like, yeah. Obviously, see, that's the thing in high school. is like, that's so stupid. Prom doesn't matter. And yeah, it doesn't matter. That's why you go and have a fun time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. go have a good time. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Of course, high school, Stephen would have been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I would have never listened. What a dickhead. And wear a condom or just do hand stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or wear a condom on your hand to do hand stuff. Pretend Ma- like it's somebody that. else's hand. Oh. Pro move. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, you know, during the, the, the course of the movie here, I'll tell you, I, I'd forgotten about some of the, the visual flair and oh, yeah, the, fun camera trick. Yeah, this movie I, like has the, I like the split screen stuff. Like especially towards the the massacre, yeah. It when it goes splits and then like switches, like yeah. they, they switch sides and then the lighting gets red and it, uh-huh. oh man, that's so cool. It's one of those things that like it, it goes to the really crazy vertical split screen, like right when all the the crazy massacre and uh-huh. stuff like that starts, and you're like, what the fuck is going on with the camera? Yeah. But then all this crazy shit starts happening. And you don't, you kind of forget that the camera is doing things that you yeah. don't typically see in movies. Typically, you see one image in a movie, not two mm. at the same time. It's got a comic booky feel to it. Yeah, it feels yeah. like two panels of a comic. Yeah. And then it's fun too because you can watch it, and you're constantly kind of going back and forth between the different perspectives of what's happening on the left side of the screen versus what's happening on the right side of the screen. Yeah, it's like you you adapt to it really quickly when things are just going so ape shit towards yeah. the end of the movie, and it's really cool because it gives you the opportunity to see. Carrie, Sissy Spacek doing those insane faces. Yeah, yeah. Just, with just her blood. eyes wide open. Yeah. And, yeah. She was intense and crazy. And then the result of her mental powers happening. Yeah. On the other screen. And yeah, that's I, I really enjoy it. I think it's great. A really unusual choice. A very risky yes. choice. Yeah, especially I don't know that I I don't know that in seventy six anything had done that quite Yeah to that degree well especially when you're talking about the the peak of the movie and you wait till right then to introduce your new Mm -hmm. wackadoo camera idea yeah like holy cow man that that is some ultra high risk from the top rope maneuvers Mm -hmm. from brian de palma right there yeah because i i bet he probably had people all over him going no don't do that no 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 just sing single image just i bet i bet like that probably helped. It helped probably having a low budget. He probably had less oversight than he would have normally. So he maybe got away with a bit of that. Because, you know, that'd be editing. That's post production stuff he did. Yeah. So yeah. it's probably right near the deadline. He was like, I'll sneak that in. Yeah, let's never, do this. Yeah, they'll never be able to stop it. So. Right. Yeah. There's also a lot of really unusual split focus. Yeah, shots a number of times. Like one, one of those that really stood out to me as weird looking was when they're doing the detention like the yeah exercise detention mm-hmm. and they have the teacher in the foreground and the kids in the background but you can clearly see just this dividing part in the blurry middle. line yeah. yeah and that's just dealing with the fact that you know a camera lens very much like your eye yeah can't get everything in focus you can't right. have something that's right in front of you and something 20 feet away from you right in focus at the same time yeah that's one of those things that it, it's odd. It's just one of those strange things about being a human that you get used to yeah. and don't notice. Yeah, shifting your focus. Yeah. yeah. And, and then when you see an image like that where everything is in focus, it's weird. You're like, that's not what it yeah. looks like, It actually. feels strange. And they have to like double expose the film or yeah. like shoot stuff twice, do all kinds of weird things to make those double exposures happen. It's not something that I... That I love, honestly. No, it takes it's it makes reminds you, like you're watching you a movie. It's a film. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. reminds you you're watching a film, which is as we said, works really well in the the prom scene. Yeah. But in these like scenes where it's just like, well, this isn't this isn't like an integral moment. There's nothing specifically important happening here. Why are you drawing my attention yeah. to this specific moment to pay attention to yeah. both like there's nothing i'm focusing on in both mm-hmm. so, so like why i mean i get if you're doing it just to experiment 
But why do that with this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, why not just experiment with that in a, a smaller budget movie? Right. I don't know. The yeah, sh- that, that kind of took me out a little bit. What do you think about the the shower scene that opens up the movie? Because it's... Honestly, if you really get down to it, it pretty much just should be pedophilic because it's a bunch of high school kids. Yeah, and the music playing makes it creepy. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, and yeah. I and like if you haven't seen it, the music isn't creepy. The music is like, yeah, like <laughs> everything young is normal. Coming to fruition. Here are their boobs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just bushes just out everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know about I don't that. like it a lot. Of course, we get it uh, replicated in the future in Slumber Party Massacre, which now, like, watching it this time, I was like, oh, I get so Because, like, she had to show boobs. We talk about that. Go check our Slumber Party yeah, Massacre yeah. episode. But she had to show boobs for the Roger Corman produced movie. Right. <laughs> but it almost seems like she was parodying or like oh, doing a satire was. of this yeah where it's like oh this is what you want right yeah 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 i think that's exactly what slumber party was was trying yeah. to say whereas this just does seem more like sexy high school girl yeah it's real weird but that i mean make you feel kind of weird i think i mean obviously none of the girls on screen are yeah nobody's 16 there is underage, or something like no. that you know yeah it's not like that but but still when you get down to it that is what that is what it's showing. showing that's what it's like romanticizing is this locker room time with teenage girls and that's yeah that's weird could you even imagine how much it must fucking suck to be a girl and get your period for the first time in some kind of shitty traumatic way especially when you don't know, even know yeah, would not know about it at all yeah, i bet I that mean, happens this, this is a, the time a lot. When i bet that happens a lot really need a female guest here too yeah <laughs> yeah because um yeah i i don't know how much it happens i think most women I've talked to about it knew that it was yeah. going to happen. Uh, but it's still awkward. But I can't to, imagine. To have absolutely no idea. And then what? She's supposed to be like 17 or something, I think yeah. they say. Yeah, because she's like, it's really late for yeah. her. Yeah. But she's real skinny. That can happen, especially mm-hmm. underweight. So, But yeah, like that's it's strange to imagine that. Because like, you just assume you're... You start bleeding out of your genitals. Yeah. You'd just be like, what the fuck is happening? And feeling like shit. Help me someone. Well, and then knowing to... And, and, you know, again, this is one of those things where it's just... I never, I never am not thankful that I was born uh, a dude. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm always very I'm, happy. I'm about always it. very happy about it because mm-hmm. it's like if you're a chick and this happens, and then you just go, well, I guess this is how it's gonna be for the next. Yeah. 40, 50 years? Well... That fucking blows. And one of the things that... One of the issues I take with this movie, and take with a lot of uh, movies directed by men where they display, like, show women in groups, Mm -hmm. is that the women are always dog-eat-dog. They They're turn really on shitty each, other to each other immediately, yeah. and that's not how women actually are. Not the ones that I know. Yeah. Now I can imagine in that locker room there would have been a lot of there would have been a number of women who would have been shitty to her. Yeah. But there also would have been a few who would have been like, "Oh, come here." Yeah, come well, I got this. Yeah. yeah. Like some somebody. Yeah, other like than even, the gym teacher even in a dude's help, like yeah. like in a guy's locker room <laughs> if a guy came out of the shower and was like yo my, my dick's di- bleeding bro <laughs> my dick's bleeding actually that would be a situation where everybody would be like dude what oh <laughs> shit what <laughs> yeah yeah i guess because it's to them it's not as big could it happen to me yeah. oh shit <laughs> yeah could it 
happened to That's me. what would happen to those dudes. That is exactly That's what exactly would happen. What would happen. And let's get a look at it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You've been banging. Have I been banging them too? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... But like that, actually, that's how film always portrayed. Like dudes are like, you know, we dudes aren't necessarily like vocally supportive of each other, but in situations they step up and help each other. And in movies where they portray women, usually written by men, the women they're just are real shot. Yeah, yeah, they're really cutthroat, and that's just not how it is. It's not a reality. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I do think it's interesting because in that um, that documentary, again, Acting Carrie from 2001, um, they weren't told exactly what she was going to do. And so, like, you know, Brian De Palma wanted it to be a sort of genuine shock. Mm. And uh, one of them said that, like, yeah, when they were, like, yelling at her and stuff, they kind of got too into character and really did feel like hatred toward her got a little bit of that uh yeah. that pack mentality yeah kind of thing so that can't happen i wow. mean it's it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility i just don't i don't know man that's just not how i see humanity that's not how i see I most hope, yeah. situations going i would think a number of people would step up and be like no no, no it's fine yeah. you're not dying and that's the thing that that sucks is like really the only person that carrie has in her quarter is is the gym teacher yeah, and then what's her name? Sue. Is that I think her? that it might be Sue. Yeah, she seems she want she feels bad. She yeah. feels bad about it, and so she hatches a very strange plan to have her boyfriend take Carrie to prom. Right, which is both nice and weird. Like, and it, you know, it's nice. Like, if the idea was just yeah. like if Tommy said to Carrie, like. I want to take you to prom because I want you to experience it and didn't like if he if you were more clear about it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like Tommy is saying to her like, yeah, I'm into you now. Yeah, he, he <laughs> that's weird. He even like kisses her and stuff. Yeah. later, and it's like, dude, you have a girlfriend. Like, yeah, that's, that's I understand cool. that this will make her feel better for the night. But then tomorrow she's going to feel like shit when she finds out that it wasn't real. Well, and somebody that's sheltered is just going to be confused as fuck yes. about like, oh, wait, I thought you really liked me yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just make it clear. I mean, I guarantee she still would have wanted to go to the prom. I think it's interesting, though, the way that they, they play Tommy in this, because Tommy seems like... He's an okay dude. Yeah, he seems yeah. fine. It's like yeah. he takes her to the dance. They have a really good time. He seems yeah. to be out to, like, make her have a really good night with no ulterior motive or, like, he, he try defend, to take advantage of her or he, anything like that. I was going to say he defends her, but he semi-defends her even earlier when she says his poem is beautiful and the teacher's oh, being, yeah, like, that's a right. dick about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, he sort of steps up for her there, too. So, like, he, he he's he's shown being a decent guy even yeah. before all that. So I kind of expected there to be a turn where it's just like he tries to do something really inappropriate, like feel her up or something like that. <laughs> and it's just like, no, he... Just seems like a pretty all right guy. Yeah, just a nice guy. Yeah. I think maybe in the 2002 version, he's a little more apprehensive about actually doing it. But yeah. in this version, he's just, he just seems gung ho about yeah, it. Just like, like I don't see what the problem is. Like, do we want to do this? Yeah, no big deal. He's like, well, you know what? It beats being on, uh, being back on Dagobah. <laughs> I remember working remember with moisture desert evaporators. <laughs> Aunt Baru. <laughs> is that right? Is that the right name? I think I said it right. Uncle Owen. I remember Uncle Owen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It beats drinking that, that blue milk. Oh, man. He loves that blue milk. He's a fan. 
He loves that titty milk. Stuck with him his whole life. Mm-hmm. That titty milk. He likes it green too. Yeah. Yeah. Likes it green. What do you think about the ending of this? Because this is one of those things oh, yeah. where this has that stinger uh, jump scare kind of ending. I that think would, this created that. I was in gonna some ways. say yeah, like this surely this must have started. Sting, but this one has this one makes sense. Whereas future ones, a lot of the ones in the '80s horror movies are just like, why would this suddenly happen? <laughs> is it in? Is it in? Uh, shit. Is it Friday the Thirteenth? Friday the Thirteenth. Is it where three? she's out in the boat? Where oh. the mom jumps out of the water? Oh right. Or is that three? Five? That's is it three? three. Yes, because that one's terrible shit. And it's like Pam Voorhees jumps out of the lake. Yeah, it makes no why? sense. Why? Yeah. People love three. People <sighs> love three. It's not as good as you think, man. It is not. Um. But yeah, this makes sense because it's it's one, it's in a dream, and we know it's in a dream. But two, it's also plausible that Carrie could still have some effect in the world despite the fact that she's dead. Yeah. Because she can use her mental powers. Maybe that continues on. Yeah. You're never uh, really sure the yeah. extent of her powers. Uh, you know that that was actually Sissy Spacek's hand coming up out of the grave. I heard that, yeah. and like De Palma was like, "I won't bury you under these rocks." She's yeah, like, so she, he I made her it. husband do it. Yeah, come, yeah, come to the set and bury your wife. Yeah, that's um, pretty fucked up. She said it hurt a lot too because they had like charcoal and stuff. Yeah, you it looks see like when she walks like, over, it's like, like coals, like lava rocks. Yeah, so kind of cut up her hand and shit. Yeah, and they also uh, shot it in reverse, so. No like, way. It looks weird, yeah. Is that why it looks the way it yeah. does? Because it does seem like kind of weird and surreal. Yep. And they like almost like oddly so she was, soft when she, she grabs was her grabbing arm or her arm and then let go and pulled it down. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch that again because yeah. I bet the way the rocks move is probably very revealing. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. How cool. the, just like Salem's Lot, they shot that window scene in reverse. Yeah, I wonder if Stephen King's got some sort of like mental power where he's like shoot a scene in reverse. He likes a, he's got a reverse. That's why he fetish. doesn't like The Shining, dude. I've got <laughs> <laughs> I saw this thing that somebody posted on Facebook last night that was killing me. I was dying laughing. It said fire firefighters in reverse are really horrible people. <laughs> Because it was it was this burning building and these firefighters I've are like leading children up the ladder and <laughs> just like putting them in the, in the building. building. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that last night. And I was like, oh my god, that's so fucking like that good. One. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, it's funny. Now speaking of bad, uh-huh. you, in preparation for this episode, you said that you watched yeah, I watched sequels, remakes, yeah. remakes, mm-hmm. remakes, remakes. Yeah, I read up on the uh, on the the Broadway. Musical, so and the mu- off Broadway musical, musical, and the L.A. musical from 2015. It's not just a show. There's songs. I, I, it might just be a Broadway show. Actually, okay. yeah, it's just a Broadway show. Oh, okay. It. I'm I'm just really imagining yeah. a rousing chorus of "Plug it up, plug it up." <laughs> Go on, Carrie. What you better plug it up. We're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. Laugh, 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 laugh. I only read a little bit about them because I like. There's not a ton of information about them. That would be interesting if they are a musical. The musical, I would, I would be on. Board I'd with. be on board for that. Yeah, be okay with that. Uh, but yeah, I went and watched uh, the Rage Carrie Two. Tell me about it's the Rage Carrie Two because I don't know nothing about. It. Is is it about Carrie White? Uh, no, it is about her um, her half sister. I guess 
Okay. Yeah, it makes no sense. The The setup of it makes no sense. It's She's All That with Carrie Powers. Hmm. Like, it's exactly She's All That with Carrie Powers. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Like, some guys are uh, they're playing a game where you, the, you get points by having sex with particular girls or okay. whatever. Yeah. But then there's also the Tommy character who's like, I don't care about all that. I'm guys. a nice guy. Yeah. It's super 90s and there's not really anything redeeming about it. And it kind of loses all the point of the first one. That sounds quite silly. Yeah. Is she named Carrie? Mm, right. No, Rachel. Her name is Rachel. So why is it called Carrie 2? <laughs> what? Come I don't on. Know. Why didn't they just call it Rachel? Rachel. Because then people would be like, this is a ripoff of Carrie. And they're like, no, it's a ripoff of Carrie and we know it. <laughs> what? That's fucking stupid. Um, that sounds terrible. I've I never seen that. I watched the 2002 version with Angela Bettis as Carrie. Now, Angela Bettis is great. I want to say that I started this one time mm. and didn't finish it. Yeah, it's um, it's written by Brian Fuller. The writing in it is good. Okay. The acting in it, I think, is good. It's got Angela Bettis, who's great. Uh, it's got Catherine Isabel, who's great. It's got a number of people you'll recognize. Okay. Um, it this it uses a lot of real bad CG. That's what I remember. And yeah. every single shot is composed to make you feel like you're going to be crushed to death. <laughs> In a trash compactor. Sick. It's like they fit so many people into these super tight shots. It makes no sense why they didn't just like pull the camera out a little bit. I don't know what was going on. Do you think it's the kind of thing where like sets were so minimal and cheap maybe, that it was just yeah, like, maybe they just anything. didn't have enough room to show anything. Yeah. Wow. But That's um, dumb. it's not great. I don't highly recommend it because it's not easy to find. Yeah. Um, but if you if you do like Carrie, it does add in stuff from the book that they weren't able to do in the original because of budgetary concerns. But stuff that they shouldn't have done because yeah, it's got early two yeah. thousand CGI. Right. If it yeah. had better CG, the meteor showers would look cool and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. But it looks it looks terrible. Pre shot. Um. It. And then there's the two thousand thirteen Carrie with Chloe Moretz. Now that one I have watched. Okay. It is directed by the director of Boys Don't Cry. Okay. Kimberly yeah. Pierce, who is a woman. So you would think a woman coming to the story, particularly about women's issues, Should would be bring better. something new and interesting to it. It's not better. It's not better. It's not better. Not new, not interesting. No. Just a boring yeah. reproduction of the first one. Yeah. Except instead of Sissy Spacek's unique, I look like I might be in this type of situation, you get Chloe Moretz's. I look like a young Michelle Pfeiffer, and no matter how great I act in this role, it's not believable. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm gorgeous. Right. Nobody, like, there's no way everybody would hate me, because somebody would be like, man, she's really pretty. I want to hang out with her. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. It just makes no sense. Like, they undercut it all, and then all, like, the thing is, too, it almost seems like they... Damn her for being pretty. <laughs> Damn her to hell. Well, that's that's the thing I feel terrible about is that Chloe Moretz is fucking awesome. Oh, and she's and a great she's actress. great in the role. Yeah, she, she does, does a great, great job. job. It's her and Julianne Moore, and they do a great job, but it's just like... Oh, yeah, it is Julianne Moore. That's I right. don't buy it because yeah. everybody they cast around her is not as pretty as her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, so what is the... I don't get... Like, that's not how this happens. Right. You don't get to be the pretty girl and the outcast. Like, the, it's not yeah. how that works. 
Yeah, I remember watching it and just being like, this just doesn't need to exist. It doesn't. It, it doesn't add anything. If it had added something, if it had changed something or made so, like, it, it doesn't. It's all the same, but less believable. Yeah. yeah. The 2002 Carrie changes one thing. Carrie survives. And that was because Brian Fuller wanted to create a Carrie series. Oh, wow. He really? didn't get to do that, but he did eventually get to create a Hannibal series. So, oh. yeah. He's a series kind of man. Yeah, Brian Fuller. He did Pushing Daisies. Uh, he did uh, Six Feet Under. Not Six Feet Under, but mm. uh, Dead Like Me. He does some oh, good shows. Oh, okay. So he's a, he's a pretty experienced Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I just don't think there's any beating the OG. I don't think no, any of these other things have really improved upon the yeah. original formula. It's it's a good flick. Like like I've said before, there's a lot of like horror flicks from this era that I just don't really like. That right. 70s aesthetic and stuff like that is usually honestly kind of a turnoff for me. I feel like an idiot about that because I know there's a lot of good stuff that came out in that time period. But sure, yeah. typically I don't go into 70s horror being like, I'm going to love this. Yeah, it's this like, is, I'm going to learn that movie that everybody keeps talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that that's more like it. But this is actually a very watchable very i think very well paced mm-hmm. movie it doesn't overstay its welcome it's only an yeah. hour 36 hour, hour 36 like yeah and like you know the the prom scene is about 15 minutes before it gets to the big blood and then destruction yeah and then after that there's like 10 minutes left yeah like you you get a true like uh, a peak and then the the valley of her mom stabbing her in the back and yeah. then it's over like I, it's I, like it does not overstay its welcome i honestly like that we have probably about 20 or 30 minutes of the movie there before shit breaks loose where it's just like oh okay she's having a good time yeah the, the guys are having a good time even in their you know dumb tux montage it's like yeah there's kind of moments of just like cool things are going well here when that one it guy it, put on the tux shirt it was like yeah i mean that's exactly what that guy would wear yeah that's what he'd wear that's his move yeah but it's like it makes it even more heartbreaking whenever shit does just completely go yeah because you you're you're like oh okay it's like fun kids like they're just just kids having a good time yeah yeah so it makes it i think better whenever everything does break loose and then once stuff does just start going haywire and she's using her powers and killing everybody and all that stuff um I think it's even more gruesome because it was just like she was actually feeling kind of embraced yeah. by these people that her mom had warned her about. Well, and then that's what she also gets from her mom yeah. at the end is her mom embraces her and it turns against her. Like every time she starts to feel comfortable, it turns against her. Right. It's yeah. just fucking that's terribly sad. faded life. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And just very well played. I enjoy this movie, man. Yeah, I really do. It's one of those that I will I will gladly watch mm-hmm. many times. Yeah. Over. Uh, you know, I I would be interested to hear more about about female perspectives on this. I'd like to yeah, know more too. about that. Uh, so hopefully you guys will chime in chime in on the on the Facebook page and yeah, stuff like that. Let, and us, let know. us know what you guys think about the portrayal of of women in this. Tell movie. us all about your periods. I mean. If you want. No, you have to, to be our friends. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, we're getting creepy now. We make the rules. <laughs> we're the men. <laughs> but it's cool, man. Soundtrack is pretty unobtrusive and good. Some cool camera work and stuff in here. Great, great stuff. I actually stuff. had an issue with the soundtrack. Did you? Uh, the music that is playing most of the time is just too goofy for everything else that's going on. It is just a little dead fucking 70s. And, yeah, it's very... like 70s of fuck. You'd expect to hear it in a 70s porn. 
Okay. Yeah. Like if yeah. if this if this were the porn version of Carrie, whatever that would be. Yeah. Uh, Harry. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Harry. That's it. <laughs> same exact soundtrack would work. Seventies. Lot of Bush. Uh-huh. Harry. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine that prom scene? She unleashes the hair, <laughs> starts tangling up people and killing oh, no. them. Oh yeah. no! All right, I'd, I might watch that. That's for somebody, I yeah. guess. You know. But yeah, I like this movie a lot, man. I think if I'm gonna start rating this thing up, I'm gonna say it's a solid. I'm gonna rock it a seven and a half. Boom. Seven and a half. It's like it's not on my list of like my top 10 favorites ever no, no it's not. but it's one of those that i'll never really turn down watching. it is a classic yeah it's, it's, it's certainly it is. it's a classic yeah. and very very influential yeah and also cool too to see you know well e- even now in this time period it's like there's not really a lot of super female centric movies right yeah. you know yeah in uh in horror or yeah. otherwise so it's cool to see that this took place that long ago you know yeah so, yeah, more power to it. It's good. Seven and a half. Man, I want to say exactly what you said, because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But you know what? Spirit of 76, baby. Woo. 7.6. 7.6. Yeah. Just a little more. Just I also, a little bit more. I also remembered that uh, Dazed and Confused happens in 1976. Oh, wow. So, basically, Dazed and Confused and Carrie might be in the same universe, is my point. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> John Travolta's accent in contrast to everybody oh. else's accent in this movie. Where does this movie take place? I think this is a rare Stephen King not in New England movie. It it seems like it takes place in, I don't know, Texas or something. Yeah, the way that, it seems. Yeah. The way she says mama. Mama. And yeah. the way the mom talks and stuff and some of the but other But the people. mom does say we're going to have to move like whenever she's talking about the prom. I yeah. feel like maybe they've moved around a lot. Okay. So maybe they're from the South, but it... Because other people are putting on some sort of accent, but it's not consistent. No, especially no. Travolta. Yeah, Travolta's is like... no idea what he's doing. He just sounds like John Travolta. He just sounds like... Yeah. Just got that Scientology twang to his voice. He's got that sound about him. He yeah, really, sounds really a bit Xeno-ish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. So what are we going to be digging into on next week's episode of... Drad and Brangley. Well, Ben, not gonna do it. I don't know why I went George H.W. Oh, here, you don't say. But we're doing episode one and hundred. Oh my gourd. We're We've already made it to 100 at episodes. triple digits. And That's they insane. said we'd never make it. Looks like we made it. Look out Is that Shania? Uh, uh-huh. Oh, man. <laughs> we're covering... Suspiria 2018. Suspiria. Uh-huh. Of course, we talking. did a, a mini sode on that yeah. whenever it came out in Theatris. Yep. Luca Guadagnino's uh, Suspiria 2018. Now, why would we be coming a, covering a, a movie directed by an Italian man in Women's Month? What? Well, I it's don't a know. movie that is almost entirely populated by women. <laughs> it was either that or Spice World, guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we really wanted to spice up our life yeah. with Suspiria. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> People of the world, Suspiria! Everyone around, spice up your life! I miss them. Me too. What are they up to these days? Posh, mm. she's, you know, married to that guy. And yeah. Scary, she's, you know, being the spice you use in every dish. What do you think is the scariest spice? Cloves. 
close. Oh, yeah. you might be right. The they goths have, love them. They have kind of a spooky kind of yeah. flavor to them, don't they? Mm-hmm. Scary spice. I think sometimes nutmeg can be kind of spooky. Whoa, nutmeg goes in pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is around Halloween. Yeah, it's a little spooky. Maybe it's just it's it's pumpkin pie spice. It's the scariest. That's the scary one. Yeah, and that's what she was. What's the babyest spice? <laughs> is what I want to know. What is the babyest spice of all? <laughs> that's a good question. It would have to be something I think very light. Yeah. Parsley is pretty mild. Babe, pretty yeah. She's a parsley. That baby spice. Parsley might be the baby Amabunton. spice. Especially if it's dry. It's like it's just like here. Let's add colored sawdust to yeah. my food. Do you want to put some green on there? It's not doing. It tastes shit. like green. Like when have you ever had dried parsley to anything? It's made a fucking difference. Never it doesn't in this town. A lot of dry spices are bullshit, and that's a fact. And we're gonna leave you with that fact mm-hmm. until next week. You guys be sure to follow us on the Instagriddles and Twister at Dead Lovely Pod. You can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror something, blah, blah, blah. You'll find us. Just try. Yep. Just a little effort. <laughs> also, Dick Sword. Yeah. Ask us for the link if you want it. Yeah. You guys be sure to rate and review on iTunes. Seriously. Seriously. Hey, rate and review on seriously. iTunes. Seriously. Hey. I'm not joking. You're hey, embarrassing me in front of my friends. I'm being serious. You need to rate and review on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. And you guys be sure to check out the YouTube channel tomorrow for our list of the top three movies that are streaming right now on Netflix in the horror genre that y'all should be watching. Go check those out. That vigil will be out. You guys be sure to let us know what movies you guys are watching on the Netflix that you like. Thanks so much for tuning in and for sending us fantastic beers. This is a great beer haul we had today. For so real. Thank you guys so much for sending us some goodies to imbibe, some art, some delicious RTDs <laughs> for us to enjoy on the show. And you guys tune in next week for another episode of Drad and Langley. That's us. I'm Drad. I'm Langley. And we're... Solving crimes together. Boom, 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 bo